Listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. First, we talk about Recently Watched, which we will try not to spoil. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. And uh, we're not professional critics. And this auspicious occasion is our sixth anniversary show. As of tomorrow, this show is six years old. Does it seem like we've learned nothing? <laughs> I, I've learned a lot about movies, but I can't learn how to make a new microphone sound any better, no matter what I do to it. So I kind of want to go back to my old mic. Uh, you guys sound great, though. Generally. Oh, okay. See, you're clear. I sound like I'm not. He's got a good radio voice, though. Yeah, well, you should just do radio. All right. You kind of are. I am. Yeah, it's a, it's a inter- podcast. It's internet radio, right? Internet radio, yeah. Um, I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Happy Christmas. And <laughs> joining us is Ziggy. Hi. Again, welcome back. Thank you. This was not all recorded in one session from last time either. No. I want people to know that. I actively returned. Yeah, you made an effort. Like, you got here, <laughs> you made a coffee. She's the fourth podcaster. Yeah. Kind of like the fifth beetle or something? Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I think An of. Enigma. She, yeah. the fifth beetle. Yeah. Of course, wasn't Ringo the fifth beetle, if you really think about it? I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, sequentially, he was the fifth beetle. Mm-hmm. So, guys, um, and gals, and, <laughs> and, and they thems, <laughs> all inclusive. Can't we all go by they them? Doesn't it just make it easier? Quite. Why don't we just? I saw somebody with a button. I wanted to ask they them. Could I use that even though I'm straight and I identify, and I'm cis male? Well, you can. Yeah. I use they them? You can. Is that all right? I think that's fine, isn't it? I think that would be all right. I'm not the leading opinion. I'm also. I, that's why I was going to ask somebody with they them. Well, you're younger and you're dealing with school, so yeah. you know. That's um, I think the idea is that like the perfect society (laughs) would everybody would just use they them pronouns um because i've used they them for quite a while just because it's convenient then i would (laughs) venture a guess that you are not in fact cishet and might be oh i don't mean for myself if i'm talking about somebody okay i would be like oh (laughs) they them Mm -hmm. right you know oh they left their jacket or yeah um them went to the store no (laughs) Um, when you get to Hawaii, it's going to be day dim. <laughs> day dim. Yep. That's good. I'll write that down somewhere. Yeah. Just thought I'd let you know that. <laughs> uh, so, who wants to start Recently Watched? Uh, I don't think I have very much, so I'll go. So you're not doing 31 days of uh, Halloween? I forgot. Mm, you weren't going to make I it could, here anyway. No, I could start, I guess. 
Yeah, you what can am I, like, seven, eight, twelve days in? <laughs> Something like that. Ten. You could start climbing Everest, but, you know. Sure. Uh, I'll just count ones from past years that I didn't finish. Yeah. Where I didn't make it through all 31. I've only done it once. Maybe just save them all up. Ooh. Just do 10 every year, and then on that last year, do 11. That right. last year? What's the last year? Well, oh my la- god. Like the, the most. <laughs> then you're done. Your time's up. <laughs> yeah. The third year. Is that better? Uh, I feel like Malignant counted for at least six. <laughs> it just felt like that much effort. I got uh, ten minutes further in that movie. Oh, well, I don't you know. know if it was effort. I just. I'm still baffled by it. All right. <laughs> it makes me kind of want to give it a shot. I think you mm-hmm. should. I think everybody. I I think I probably gave away too much. I don't. I'm sad. Uh, I think everybody should go into it just completely blind. Hmm. And stay blind. Yeah. You'll be like, what the? <laughs> what is this? What am I watching? Um, is this real? Yeah. That's what's what going I kept on feeling. Here? Yeah. Sounds good. Is this a real movie? Um. So. Um, we watched uh, first couple episodes of the third season of Sex Education on Netflix. Um, I wasn't wowed by the first episode. It felt, I don't know, <coughs> did you stale. Learn anything? Uh, well, the second episode, the choir sings a great song. I won't spoil it because you have to hear it yourself, but uh, it was pretty funny, so... Hmm. I'm back in. All I don't right. know if I'll continue, but it's the third season. They probably won't get any more for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably pretty difficult to get anything made right right about now. Yeah. I mean, you, it's hard to get a sandwich made right about now. You know, they just can't <laughs> get anyone working in kitchens, I imagine. I don't know. This would be a great time to break into whatever profession you want to get into, right? You know, Possibly. I've heard they're running a lot of places with skeleton crews, and they're going to keep it that way because they found they could. Oh, every every time a boss finds they can get away with something, that's how it now is. You know. Yeah. That's kind of what happened to art supply store we worked for. Oh yeah. I won't mention their name. Yeah, there 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 kept being a lot of people not getting replaced after they left. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, oh, we can run it on a skeleton crew. So. Yeah. And sure. Then they complain about the crew staying off the floor. Yeah. 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 The hell are you supposed to do? You can't win. Nope. So you just leave. No. <laughs> that in itself but is a win. They're always going to try to get more out of you than you know than they're willing to pay. But you should be willing to try to get as much out of the job you can. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a Dead Kennedy song called "Stealing Stuff from Work"? No, but no. there's a song called Stealing People's Mail. That's the one I'm thinking which of. Which is the punkest <laughs> song I've ever heard. Yeah. Because it doesn't even achieve anything. <laughs> it's, I don't think they're doing anything with the mail. They're it just sounds like they're just it. stealing people's mail. <laughs> just to be jerks. <laughs> I conflated two different songs. There is one called Stealing Stuff from Work. But mm. yeah, I was thinking of the Dead Kennedys stealing people's mail. Anywho. That's a good one, yeah. Oh, no, um, what else you got? I don't know if I brought this up 
I don't know if it's worth bringing up, but I think I may have forgotten it. It was so memorable. Um, listeners can tell me otherwise. But I watched the New Mutants movie oh. a hmm. while back. Is that um, the one with Arya Stark? Yes. Okay. And it's she not has very a name. good. Maisie Williams, I apologize. <laughs> I'm glad you knew it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard horrible things about it. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as I had hoped. <laughs> I was hoping it would a total train wreck. But it is just such a kind of mediocre, flat movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the feeling they want this to be a twist, that they're mutants, but at the same time, they're banking on the fact that they're the new mutants, so... Like, we lead with it, and like, surprise! Yeah, kind of. title kind of gives it away, a little clue in there. Uh, there's a definite clue, so... Sort of an anagram or something? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... You know, and they, I f- felt like they wanted it to be a big twist at the end that, oh, the hospital they're in. I'm going to spoil it. Cause I, I, I can <laughs> guess it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you guess it like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're in a hospital. It's not It's not going to be a real hospital. It's actually a training ground for... For evil mutants. Okay. Duh. <laughs> I've seen a movie before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any movie, not just this story, but... <laughs> yeah. Set up payoff. Yeah. So that's all it was. Interesting. I, I so do. You're not seen Sleepless yet? Mm mm. So is that it for your recently watched? That is it. Ziggy, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I haven't watched that much, honestly. I've done a lot of rewatching of things. Um, so Scream. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, no, I think the newest thing I, so forever ago, I started the invisible man and then I didn't finish it. And so I watched the second half yesterday. Um, and I really liked that one. Um, I felt like it could have been a really epic short film. Um, and as a feature length film, it was kind of meh, but I liked the cast a lot. Um, and it was a good for her like revenge thing. So right up my alley. Um, oh, is this the Elizabeth Moss? The girl from Handmaid's Tale? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. From 2020 or mm-hmm. so? Yeah. Um, I saw it, like, the first half on HBO, and then HBO, like, got rid of it for oh. two months and then brought it oh. back. You know when they do that randomly? Because yeah. I was, like, searching through stuff, and I was like, hey, I looked for, I looked for that, like, three weeks ago and then gave up. Um, I rewatched Ready or Not because I like that one a lot. Um... Oh, something I watched and didn't talk about last week was um, I saw American Mary. Um, just kind of, it was just a, it's like, this looks good, and then I clicked on it. And I really liked it, but I've chosen to forget the ending because it was <laughs> stupid. Um, I think sometimes with watching movies, you have to have, like, intentional amnesia because I just will not accept how that movie ended. It was dumb. And, like, unwrote everything that the movie was trying to do. Oh. It's. It seems like they wrote the ending first and then wouldn't let it go, yeah. which I thought was ridiculous. Um, but I liked that one. I really like that <clears throat> actress. She's in Hannibal, uh, which is good. So is this like we have a samurai costume? Okay. We're doing a horror movie in Wisconsin. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we have the costume. We have to use it. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, uh, like the the ending scene, it was really like put together. It was very cinematic, I guess, and um, I, I liked it, but it didn't make sense for the rest of the movie. So it felt like they had like a vision for like how it would end, and then I felt like it should have been an alternate ending. What I try to do in my writing, especially, is like try to think of ways that you could have multiple endings that subvert different things and say different things because then you know what you have means a bunch of different stuff and I felt like that one could have had multiple endings or that should have been an alternate one because uh, it just didn't make any sense and it could have been like a, a metaphor but it, it wasn't <laughs> um, but I liked that movie ending notwithstanding. Do you think the ending was more of a a crowd pleaser could have been written as uh... I don't think so because nobody was like yes you know okay <laughs> like it it was just very disappointing and didn't really make any sense it's just one of those things where like you watch it the whole time and you're like okay how's this gonna end like this or like this or like this but surely not like that because that sucks <laughs> it sucked oh okay. <laughs> well that's too yeah, bad because I watch a lot of film noir I've seen a lot mm. and unfortunately they often suffered from studio rewrites to put in a more happy or uh, more kind of black and white ending, even though the movie itself, everybody's kind of morally gray. But, you know, at the end, the, the, the bad person gets punished. Yeah. They have to be punished. It was, it was a strange movie because, like, loose ends were tied up kind of in the middle and then the second half felt kind of like a downward spiral or like a oh no she's getting in too deep or something like that and there's like a couple ways out of those situations even like setting it up for a sequel where somebody just like rides off into the sunset is like oh okay i guess they just like ended it <laughs> it was oh. like oh i guess i guess it's done now okay, oh, okay. um so yeah it's overall disappointing but i just kind of choose to forget um, yeah because I, I, you know, I liked it. It was cool, and they did, like, body horror stuff, but in a way that was pretty, like, humorous still. Um, not in, like, a comedy sense, but in it was, like, it was, like, I can watch this because we're not taking it seriously, you know? Yeah. Um, and it did a good job, I thought, of, like, character development because she, the main character has, like, a traumatic event and then, like, <laughs> rolls with it, and that happens really quickly, which I think it does in real life, too. Like, she has, like, a very clear, like, downward spiral situation and just gets faster towards the end. Mm. Um, so, like, I was really into it, even though it's kind of... It's not, like, a dated movie, but I think it was... I don't know. I, I went into it not expecting much. Um, but I liked it up until, like, the last ten minutes, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, there's movies like that. Yeah. Um, I think that was it for my rewatches. Rewatched The Shining mm. and nice. It, the remake. Um, so, so Brian from Wings? Hmm? The one with Brian from Wings? <laughs> I'm not sure. Steven Weber? Nope. You, you said the remake, yeah? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know names, apparently. Oh, oh, okay. Just Game of Thrones names, that's all I know. Oh, okay. So, um, he wasn't in Game of Thrones. <laughs> but he should have been. <laughs> he should have. A lot of people should have been in Game of Thrones. The whole cast of wing should have been reunited yeah that would have been great just give them all jobs oh i um have y'all seen the trailer for the lamb movie that's coming out soonish uh i've heard about this i keep telling you about this yeah i heard about this you told me about this uh tell the listeners what the hell this thing looks like (laughs) i don't know so it's um 
an A24 movie, A24, A24. It's the people that did um, Hereditary and Midsummer and mm-hmm. The Witch um, and something else. The Lighthouse. Yes. Um, and none of those movies make any sense at all, really. Um, <laughs> actually, that's not true because, like, The Witch, the makes, witch makes, to- sense. It makes total sense. And then as they, I think they, like, took a break. And when they started again, I think somewhere in there they had, like, a drug montage because it doesn't make any sense anymore. And I'm here for it. Um, it's cool. But this one, I think it's like a family living on a farm, all secluded like, and then they raise lambs, sheep, and then they have this lamb baby that's very clearly a lamb head on a human child, and they like raise it. And I think it's some like big metaphor for like messed up family complexes or something. I don't know, but it looks cool. Is it born from a woman or from no, a, a, a lamb? From like from, a sheep. From a sheep. That's from a sheep. Okay. But they like so I adopt think it, but it at some point is like a human sheep hybrid, and it's really freaking cute. It's like adorable. Does it go into professional wrestling? <laughs> no, but that would be epic. I don't know if it makes it past childhood, honestly. Hmm. Um, the trailer doesn't give much away. It's just like, hey, this is a movie that's coming out. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that one. Um. There's something else that I was thinking of. Remind oh. remind me later to tell you a joke that that reminded me of. Okay. Okay. Um. Not not on the, not on the show though. <laughs> All right. That that off color. It no, it's it's just dirty enough to it's not racist or anything. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't even thinking of that. No. I mean, there's so many horrible things it could be as long as it's not racist. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's a farmer joke. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, have y'all read or read the Dune series? I've read the yeah. first three. Okay. Did you like the first them? One. Yeah. Did you like them? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I've heard that they're hard to get into, but that like once you're in them, like only like diehard fans like them a lot. That's what I've heard anyway. Yeah. But there's a movie coming out. And the trailer is stupid, and it's getting so much attention. <laughs> I went to a bookstore the other day to buy like a horror book and manga and there was just like a wall of dune Dune. things Mm -hmm. and then there was like a poster for the movie and the movie has timothy chalamet who's like an all right actor but he's like classic hollywood pretty boy at the moment and um there's a lot of good people in it yeah it's so like i want to get into it and i feel like what'll happen is i'll be like it's overrated haha and then i'll watch the movie and be like oh maybe it's not and then i'll read the books and never shut up about it um yeah, the first one is amazing. Hmm. Yeah, the first book's pretty good. Okay. Um, it's kind of, I mean, maybe comparable to like a Lord of the Rings sort of thing. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty nerdy, I yeah. will admit, right off the bat. Um, but at the same time, I think Dune had a pretty unique setting that everything else has ripped off since then. Fair enough. So it might not feel... Uh, as, you know, fresh and unique mm-hmm. as, as it really was when it, when it came out. Um, like when I first read it, I had a hard time getting over the fact everybody has weird names, but the yeah. main character's name was Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just seems so odd to me. I, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about this, but then I read it the second time and it really clicked and I was like, wow, this is, this is a pretty interesting yeah. book that's out there 
I want to give it a shot. I'm just, like, so sick of hearing about it because, like, I'm on multiple social media platforms and, you know, I'll go through, like, phases of things and then all of a sudden all of my internet timelines are just, like, one thing. And yeah. I didn't even look up Dune and all of a sudden it's all I can see and it's very annoying. Especially yeah, when all of the content out that's out for it is this, like, two-second teaser trailer that's, like, a sandstorm and then Timothy Chalamet screaming. And that's, like, all we get. And I'm like, why are people freaking out about this? Hmm. Um, and then online, people that, you know, like the books are like, this is the best thing ever. And then everybody else is like, nah, I didn't like it. It's hard to get hmm. into, so I stopped. But I it also... It can be. It can be because uh, there's so much setup yeah. in the beginning. That's fair. No, I have a friend that's really into Lord of the Rings and tried to get me into it. And I couldn't get yeah. into it, but I also could, like, I drink up game of thrones with a ladle you know yeah like, yeah it's just one of those things i guess you know, but lord I'm, of the rings didn't work for me mm -hmm. uh but dune i could at least really get into the first book never tried any of the sequels but it's also yeah. more connected to what's going on in society of the day yeah like environmentalism mm -hmm. yeah there's lots of big family relationships to to get around yeah but you know there's like a core few characters mm -hmm. you can follow you don't have to know everybody but there's a lot of politics that goes into it yeah and if you like politics which i do <laughs> but it's, it's politics where you can get literally killed yeah yeah and that's you know more you know sort of court intrigue kind of politics yeah. that lead to murder it's the uh but the director did this did uh, the arrival Mm -mm. Okay. It's one. like really smart science fiction. Okay. It's the one with the aliens are spelling stuff with like squid ink. Nope. No? Yeah. I'm not really a big sci-fi person usually. Hmm. Well, yeah, this one you might like. Okay. Your rival. Totally worth it. Yep. Uh, now, how, how do you feel about the logo for Dune? Does it, does it bother anybody but me? Is Why it does it text? bother you? The logo? The looks, text? It looks like it says dunk. Oh. <laughs> I haven't paid that much oh, attention, I see. honestly. It could say dunk. <laughs> yeah, because the E is just a backward. A it's a yeah. It's a the see the D is open. It doesn't have yeah. uh, an A center or D center or whatever, or whatever the bar is. Uh -huh. uh, I forget my terms for that. Um, so it's just an open ended D, uh -huh. which reads as a D. But mm -hmm. when you flip it around and make it work, it's a C. It's a C unless it's got that mm. bar in the middle, and it's just got this little sliver of light that is supposed to make that bar. Okay, yeah. and that doesn't work. Uh, it worked for me. Oh, okay. It looked, looked like it's I a dunk. Was, oh, that's me. great. Y'all want to go see Dunk? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dunk. Get the pickup. We're going to see I'm dunk. going to go buy two tickets and purposely ask for two tickets to Dunk <laughs> loudly so I seem like a real dumbass public. Oh, okay. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, uh -huh. I guess if you're not like nuanced, y'all want to go see Dunk? Pick up on the little light dunk? sliver. Are you uh, talking about Space Jam, sir? That's not playing right now. <laughs> I watched a, a little clip from Dunk, uh, 1997. Oh goodness! Recently, and uh, it seemed a lot like Dunk from 1997 by David Lynch. Oh um, no! Wasn't it the 80s? Yes, obviously, but all movies are now 1997. Oh, I see what you were doing. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, no, 1984 is Dunk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was weird. It was like, wow, this is almost a direct remake, just better effects. Yeah. It was, uh, and I can't remember how closely that scene was in the book, so they must be following it. But mm -hmm. um, the scope of it looks massive. 
Yeah. I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to play on a big screen. Yeah, I want to see it on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally want to see it and then, you know, suss it out. But at the moment, with everything that's been released of it, like just the little bits that I've been seeing, mm-hmm. and then nobody shutting up about it online, I'm just kind of like, ah. I could understand that, yeah. You have a big screen. Why don't we watch it there? Well, we should. Because <laughs> it's on HBO Max on the 22nd. Really? Oh, let's do it. As long as there's no wind or... Dunk party. Yeah. Dunk party. <laughs> get a basketball hoop. Yeah. Ner- we'll get Nerf. some donuts and coffee. Yeah, it'll be great. Or Oreos and milk, nice. whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Were you not making the Dunkin' Donuts joke, or were you just thinking uh, of no, dunking I'm thinking things? Okay, dunking, yeah. dunking, yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe one of those dunking booths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a guy dressed as Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Dunk. <laughs> Dunk party. We're doing it, for sure. So what else? Um, I honestly think that's it for me. So, uh, I've seen trailers for things, horror movies that are coming out soon. Nothing's really exciting me. No? There's that's a new sort of, Scream. Yeah, I've not seen the trailer for that yet. They haven't released it yet, just the yeah. promo picture, which is just the ghost face mask and the cast. They released that yeah. too. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the poster. Um, I saw the Paranormal Activity Another one? trailer. Yeah, it's it called like uh, Next of Kin. Mm. It looks just so generic. Hmm. How about Halloween Kills? Yeah, you're super excited about that. No. <laughs> what? I will epic. have to admit, I was kind of interested when there's some line in there that implies that the whole town is hunting for Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. Do you guys not like the Halloween movies? Because I'm so excited, and I'm not even that invested in the series. did not like the last one. I didn't care oh, for the last one. Okay, I am well. so tired of Halloween. I just... Were you not entertained? Were you not on the edge of your seat the whole time? No. No. I kind of enjoyed the scene with the security lights. Yeah. Because I thought that could have been a neat scene. <laughs> yeah, could the, be. The ones that do the motion sensor ones? Yeah, with the motion sensor. <laughs> the only scene that didn't make any sense. Well, the main scene that didn't make any sense. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that was the only one. That was the only <laughs> one. Okay. Well, 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 the main I'll, one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll have to. Uh, that was number one. Oh, I felt like nothing made sense in the thing, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. A, there's an early episode of this. One of my favorite podcasts is uh, Gaylords of Darkness, and uh, they they went and saw <laughs> the Halloween movie. And uh, it's hysterical. Oh, the I podcast mean, is way more entertaining than the movie. All right, I'll check it out. That's really a great fun. name. I wish there was a band. Gaylords of Darkness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're really funny. Julian, I think you're next. Um, I haven't got any notes, but uh, I've, I've been doing, doing a <laughs> mummy thon. Oh, nice. Oh. Uh, so uh, I'm pretty much keeping up with 31 days. Um, so started off with. Uh, I skipped the silent ones, and I'm not going to watch any of the porno ones. There are lots of porno mummy movies. Really? Yes. Wow. And, uh, of course they are. Anyway. Do they, do they have actual wrapped up mummies, or are they English porn where it's MILF porn? What? Mummy. Huh? Like, <laughs> oh, mummy. Oh. Oh, wow. Why didn't I get that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was dumb. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So on some of the very earliest horror movies are uh, 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 mummy movies, like the George Malise, you know, someone opens a sarcophagus and a yeah. princess emerges and everyone turns to skeletons, etc. But anyway, um, so we started off with the 1932, The Mummy, 
mm-hmm. with Boris Karloff and uh, Karloff the Uncanny. Yeah, and then uh, went through the uh, all the Karis series that followed that with uh, Lon Chaney and Eddie Parker as as Karis, mm. and then uh, uh, and and then of course that finishes up with Abbott and Costello meet the Mummy, mm-hmm. where he's called Claris. Well, that's um, probably why we thought he was Clarence. Saying, that's why we thought he was saying Clarence. Yeah. So that th- those you've all seen, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that uh, one I hadn't seen before is this uh, Egyptian, actual Ooh. Egyptian mummy movie. Uh, Ismail and Abdul meet Frankenstein, which is like because uh, when uh, Alan Costello <clears throat> Frankenstein came out, it was really popular around the world. So you had you know a few Mexican versions of it. You know yeah. this Egyptian version. You had you know there's versions around the world. Um, this is your actual Egyptian one. So you've got this uh, comedy duo, and uh, uh, so a lot of it's similar, and they, they rip off the gags, especially when the monsters are on screen. They rip off the gags like really closely. Yeah, like the whole bit where he's sitting up against the Frankenstein monster, and he f- confuses his own hands with the monster's hands. Yeah, that's all in there. Um, but uh, yeah, they come up with their own things. Um, and uh, there's this like a basically what they do is they take the universal monsters but then they make them into Egyptian versions so you have this guy who's like immortal and he's trying to uh, learn the secrets of this ancient alchemist who's now a mummy and in order to do a brain operation on this mummy, he get, he gets in another guy and he puts a curse on him so that he turns into a wolf man every time a dog howls, and uh, which I would have thought was not something you wanted to happen during a brain surgery. But no, were anyway, you just watching another movie with brain surgeries? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just Underlying really into brain theme. surgery. <laughs> My brother's a brain surgeon. Actually, yeah, he was. really. Yeah, he just oh got bored goodness. with it. You've got like a subconscious thing going, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so, uh, but anyway, the, the guy who's doing all the cursing and hypnotizing and stuff is basically dressed as Dracula. <laughs> the mummy looks like a Frankenstein monster with too much Botox. He's like a really smooth faced Frankenstein monster. And then, uh, uh the wolfman is basically, you know, the same as the wolfman, um, very plushy paws. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so it basically plays out the same way. There's, there's much more belly dancing in it than there was in the original. Oh, that's always good. Yeah. Um, there's, great, uh, uh, there's a great bit where, where there's, uh, there's like this chorus line and they're all just wearing like black bikinis and doing their stuff. And they're all dancing to Ain't Misbehaving. And then the, there's this fancy dress party going on. And there's, and there's someone sitting there who's actually dressed as a, your classic monster mummy. Um, so yeah, that, that was reasonably entertaining. And then uh, so that's mid, that's fifty three, and then you get to movies like uh, Pharaoh's Curse, uh, where you've got um, an expedition out to his tombs, and uh, the curse on the, the tomb is that uh, the spirit will go into somebody, and uh, they'll have the touch of death, and they'll make they'll drain the blood out of people by touching them, but. But this guy, he also crumbles away as he's as he's stalking around, so he looks more and more like a mummy, um, which I thought wasn't a very good idea when they were making up the curse. Yeah, it just gets weaker and weaker, and you know, he lo- starts losing his arms and stuff. <laughs> mm. But um, uh, and then uh, then you get into the uh, when the uh, uh, Mexicans start making mummy movies, yeah. and the Aztec mummy 
trilogy. Just finished watching that. Yeah. Uh, Aztec Mummy, Curse of the Aztec Mummy, and uh, Aztec Mummy meets the Human Robot. Yes. Uh, isn't there a, a Santo movie or two? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Aztec Mummy. They have like four different mummies in Mexican movies, right? So the Aztec Mummy. They have uh, Mayan mummies. They have the uh, your uh, you know classic Egyptian style mummies. And then they have the uh, the mummies of Guanajuato, which mm-hmm. are these dehydrated corpses. Yeah. They're kind of more like zombies. But, uh, yeah, so second biggest mummy-producing nation on mm. the earth, Mexico. Bless them. <laughs> What's the first? The USA. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, actual mummies. I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, there's Egypt. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So the, yeah, the Aztec Mummy trilogy. They they made them back to back in the late fifties, in fifty seven actually. And uh, so like the first one, you've got uh, they uh, they open up this tomb, and um, they steal some of his <coughs> his his breastplate and his his bracelet. And mm-hmm. So he starts chasing people around for that. Um, and then the uh, and then there's this there's this, leader of a criminal gang who calls himself the bat and he wears a cowl um so it is it's a little bizarre and it, it also taps into the whole bridey murphy a thing at the bizarre? time yeah you <laughs> a wait, mexican you movie wait, you wait, yeah. from the 50s uh-huh. a little bizarre yeah they get weirder um so it's already a bit strange and it taps into the bridey murphy thing that was going on at the time oh um, yeah there's yeah. this whole book about this uh this, this american this has actually happened american housewife was uh, put under hypnosis and then she apparently uh, came up with memories of being this woman in Ireland back in the was it the Middle Ages or something? So yeah, whole, I don't it was remember. called past life regression. Okay. Regression. Uh, did I mm-hmm. say regression? Mm-hmm. Not aggression. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, so there's a whole bunch of movies in the late fifties about this that past cool. life. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, um, so that's the first one. And then the second one. Uh, this master wrestler suddenly turns up and it's, I love it. He just he just rocks up in his sports car and he goes straight to the police station. He's, he's got this like full-on Luchador mask and cape and yeah. uh, his tights and his silver boots and stuff. And he just walks into the police station and goes, oh, hi, how are you? This is how the case is going, you know. Then he... Then he he goes off, sneaks into the house of the heroes. He just... He emerges at the top of their stairs. And he, so, you know, this is like sometime in the evening well after dark guy just appears in your house and his mask and everything what what's going on why are you wearing a mask and he goes it's a long story and then they just start talking about the case <laughs> it's great <laughs> yes. and then the third one of course you get uh, this guy assembles with this um, radiation shielding and a and a various corpse bits and makes this robot in order to <laughs> uh, take the artifacts off of the Aztec Aztec mummy, mummy, yeah. So, <laughs> but, oh man, yes. So there's yeah. A- when Santo shows up in like a bow tie and a, and a suit, and he's <laughs> with the Blue Devil, and they're sitting in a bar or a uh-huh. nightclub, just like two yeah. regular guys, <laughs> as regular as you can be in a luchador mask in public. Yeah. 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 But he was a real hero in Mexico. Oh, yeah. He yeah. did a lot of good. Uh-huh. I bet a lot of kids saw those movies and said, I'm going to do that when I grow up. I bet you, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it had to have been like a whole 
generation of like you know, you know the way we wanted to do what evil can evil and Muhammad Ali did. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you wanted to go fight vampire women and yeah, you know, robot monsters, jump over buses with a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Is that it for? Yeah, because there's it's, an endless supply all right? the time. Yeah, yeah, endless yeah, supply so of mummies. Are, we, Are you going to end with uh, so the next one? Is going to be the the Hammer franchise starts up. I'm Is doing it Tom Cruise in one of those, the new ones? Uh, yes. That's what I was going to ask. Are you going to watch if Fuck I... Mummy 2017? <laughs> uh, I've seen one Mummy movie, and I don't remember who the main guy is, but he's one of those pretty boys everybody loves. It's not Tom Cruise. Would it be Brendan, Brendan Fraser? <laughs> Probably. H- have you watched the Tom Cruise Mummy movie? No, I haven't. I really want to. Oh, that's a favorite movie. I have it on, oh, on Blu-ray, I believe. No, you gave it to Blu-ray. me. You said, no. get this out of my life. Oh, did I? <laughs> it was still sealed. I bought it well, for... I, I gave it to him. Yeah. yeah. I gave it to you. Oh, I cursed oh. it to you. Okay. Pass it, the Mummy's Curse on. Now, did you end up with two copies because of that? Because I thought I gave you each a copy of that. Mm-mm. Like It was like a gag gift. I don't have it. Okay. I thought he gave me the... I, I gave I bought the Blu-ray for Will. Okay, because he loves it. You so bought much. us something else. It wasn't the Mummy. You it wasn't. You, no, the you bought mummy. us uh, Evil Dead. On no, I bought 4K. the. Oh, you. <laughs> you that was Will. <laughs> you bought us each something. Oh, what was it? It was terrible. Oh, it was. Uh, it was something awful. Uh, what was uh, it? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Uh, Wicker Man. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. We each bought us a copy of Wicker Man. <laughs> yes. My legs. My legs. <laughs> <laughs> the bees. Bitches. The bees. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best movie ever made. It's it's here somewhere, Ziggy. I'll get it for you. Is we'll, it Blu-ray? Because we'll, I don't have a Blu-ray player. Oh, that's still. Oh. Yes. We'll get it on VHS for you. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> we'll tra- we can enact it. We'll transfer it. We'll just film it. Yeah. <laughs> with the phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> upload it and then burn it onto a burn it record it onto vhs it. yeah <laughs> project it onto a bed sheet oh that'd be good that we be can dress one of the dogs as tom cruise uh, probably <laughs> yeah birdie's teeth are a little off center okay <laughs> oh. do you ever see that clip from the mummy where they they do that plane stunt, but there's no sound effects. No. Yeah, you should watch <laughs> no. it. It's, and you can see everything is foam. Yeah, it sounds like Running with the Devil uh, by Van Halen minus everything but David Lee Roth. Yeah. <laughs> Vocals only. Oh, boy, is that good. Is that a real thing? That shouldn't have happened. Uh, they, they've figured did out. Did they make loss for that? I hope they did. They should. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of vamping that he does. All right, I think it's my turn for the recently watched. Which it's only like an hour in, into the show, so sure. It's, <laughs> it's only 40 minutes. This is going to be quick because the only new thing I watched, other than a couple of TV shows that I'll talk about next time, um, well, it's not a new thing either, Blade Runner. I, it, it's the... Um, 1982? The 1982 Blade Runner. It's the, it's the, what do they call it, the final cut or something? Oh, fuck. I mean, the way it was, the theatrical cut was not what the director wanted so then we got the director's cut which i have up here on my wall of dvds and blu-rays uh what this one is there's a lot of extra stuff included that i had not seen before which was super interesting to me um so i'd say if you have access to that watch it i don't remember if it was on prime or hbo max or netflix i want to say it was netflix i could be wrong so here's my um 
my uh, 31 days of Halloween so far. I'm just going to read it off and then I'm done. Uh, Dracula AD 1972, yeah, which nice. is about 35 minutes of of uh, basically the Austin Powers type characters. <laughs> Just a bunch of people in swinging 1970s, early 70s England. Um, It is Netflix, by the way. What more do you want? Oh, I don't want anything more than this. And it's like, oh yeah, Dracula's going to show up eventually. Um, I I figured he'd show up in a sports car, but they actually conjured him out of the grave. Mm -hmm. Uh, Halloween 4 from 1987, uh, The Return of Michael Myers. I had forgotten enough about it since last time I watched it, which was probably one year or two years ago. Uh... I really forgot how they tried to make Haddonfield so rural that all these guys with shotguns loaded up into a pickup mm-hmm. truck to go chase Michael Myers, which when you mentioned that earlier, that the whole town's going to be hunting Michael Myers, well, maybe we've seen that already. Oh, man. Um, a new one called Seance, and again, I'll go into more te- detail about this another time. It's from 2021. It's Any good? And, uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, s- some private <laughs> private school girls and uh, oh yes, yeah. oh, yeah. I might have to watch it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna read okay. these. We're all honest here. I'm gonna hey, read. I'm, <laughs> I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say what I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna read this out of order. Genre I watch. <laughs> <laughs> for my own reasons hey, if you think about it Jolien's got a whole collection of nunsploitation so he's not going to oh, judge yeah. we all have shameful places yeah. we go yeah sure um, I'm, I'm going to read these out of order so I can end with the one that I want to talk about a little bit and then we'll get into the Candyman discussion uh, And I, should we do the quiz last or do you want to do you don't it? have to do it at all if you don't want to no let's oh, do it last hey it's got prizes attached yeah, to it yeah so we're we going to do a quiz um Friday the 13th, part three. I forgot that it had fucking Shelly in it, but I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you've got to get a mask from somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> this is this is where the mask shows up. Um, I had listened to a podcast, uh, Astonishing Legends, and they were talking about the, the true story behind The Conjuring, The Conjuring House and all that. Um, so I watched The Conjuring, and sure enough, there's a lot of stuff in that movie that, Love that movie. probably doesn't fit into you know the actual lore of what supposedly happened in that house what all the bits they ripped off from mario bava yeah pretty much <laughs> i hadn't thought of that hey, but that's true you're gonna rip off somebody yeah rip uh, off the bass yeah you know steal don't don't borrow steal um, you're next because we had just watched a barbara crampton movie mm, and i thought you know one. what i want to watch you know her comeback which was your next from 2011 that was very good it's great Thanks. movie mm-hmm. um on uh, Sven Gulli this week was uh, Frankenstein, 1931. And I said, nice. I said, you know what? I have it, but I, I just turn the TV on yeah. and I not have to move my head, and it's right there. Uh, and the one, I, the one I wanted to leave for last so I could talk about it a little bit, I had completely forgotten most of When a Stranger Calls, oh, yeah. 1979. This one... Have you seen that one? Oh. This one is something else. Uh, it's... Uh, about this woman, it's Carol Kane, which is yep. amazing. Uh, it's a very young Carol Kane. She's babysitting uh, some children, uh, and she starts getting these weird phone calls. And we all know how this goes. This is the this is the film film that did it. Uh, this is the one that started it all. With uh, the call is coming from inside the house. Oh. Yeah. So uh, the first twenty minutes or whatever it is of Scream, owes 
everything to this and and you know Wes Craven knew that and oh, yeah. and, and it was an homage mm-hmm. as much as anything else coming from him I'm sure um this movie is really a horror movie even though you could argue it's a suspense movie more than anything but it's a horror movie because this guy does do some off-screen killings that are terrible he kills some children um Meh. yeah you know <laughs> Meh. Yeah, yeah, i got those strong feelings my kids you didn't kill any dogs, did he? No. <laughs> okay. No, he's not bad. Sounds no like bad. Guillermo del Toro. Like <laughs> kids never get killed in films, so I had the kids get killed in this film. Yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you had to uh, subvert your expectations. Yeah. Uh, this one, I forgot about the uh, the PTSD that the main character is going through and the obsession from the killer and how completely nuts he is. Uh, I won't tell you. Any no, more, I want to watch it. Any so more, no yeah, you want to see this one for okay. sure. It's got Charles Durning, Carol Kane, Colleen where Dewhurst. Where did you watch it? I watched. Where, where did I watch it? Where'd you stream it? Um, oh, that's a good question. It must have been Amazon Prime. Okay. I'm guessing. Could, Noted. Could have been something else, but I think you have the same platforms I do. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, so that one. It. I really think people need to see this one. Um, looking at the Wikipedia page, it says. The budget was 1.5 million, and it made 21.4 million, which back in those days was a huge yeah. return on investment. So it had to have a lot more buzz around it than I remember from being a kid. But uh, but this one was um, let's see, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, directed by Fred Walton. Uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, April Fool's Day, and what was and the, the Waltons? The no. <laughs> uh, he played Grandpa, right? Oh my Grandpa God, Grandpa Walton. He he did do that was a particularly bloody episode. He wrote and directed when a stranger calls back. That can't be good. Um, it's not terrible. It's not. It's not as good as the first one. It's got a really bizarre, but it has twist. a great weird scene at the end <laughs> that almost makes it work. Yeah, yeah, almost. Y- yeah, so I weird. like the name. It's very like weird. Like when they just add a word to the name. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I still know what you did last summer. Yes, like, exactly. Whoa, do you now? I'll always know what you did <laughs> last <laughs> summer. Oh, I sat through that one. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> uh, I I knew better. Oh, I yeah, didn't. I liked the first one all right, but no, I think the first one was stupid. Oh, mm-hmm. it was stupid. They were writing the. It was definitely the tale of Scream. Oh and yeah, it was just bad. But I know we have mixed feelings about Scream. Scream, I love. So oh, yeah. watching that one, too. I was like, mm, no. Yeah, it's it's the cast no. was good though. I love what's her name. Mm-hmm. What is her name? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Love Hewitt. Um, no, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah yes. Michelle Gellar. Yeah. I love her because she's in that one. Hmm. That's right. Love her. Lovely. So, um, Candyman. Mm. Do you want me to say it four more times? <laughs> it's it's so much harder to do it by accident than Beetlejuice or Bloody Mary. Yeah, the five uh, is it, deliberate. It's it's very deliberate. You have you have to just know that going into watching the original one and uh, this one. Yeah, that no. um, it just doesn't happen by Don't accident. Don't order Bloody Marys in the bathroom. No, no. <laughs> it's not clean to do that. No. Order them at the bar, drink them it's at the bar. It's not sanitary. Yeah, wash your hands after you leave the bathroom before you order a Bloody Mary. That's all I'm saying. Um, do you want me to read the super quick uh, summary mm. of the of the plot? This old Candyman. Ju- <laughs> period. 
<laughs> in the present day, many years after the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down, Anthony and his partner move into a loft in the now gentrified Cabrini. A chance encounter with an old-timer exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to use these macabre details in his studio as a fresh grist for paintings, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. Did you say annoyingly? Sure. <laughs> unknowingly. Oh, I said annoyingly. I was but, like, okay. But I think there might be an argument for annoyingly. Um, <laughs> It's like, not this shit again. Uh, So uh, this got an R rating for bloody horror violence language, including some sexual references. There you go. Um, I don't remember any sexual references. uh, Doesn't somebody say something? Reference. Doesn't somebody reference something? Somebody references something. Somebody (laughs) says, go fuck yourself. or movie references things. They have a... He and his partner, his girlfriend, have a scene before all the bad stuff starts. Oh, that's right. But, like, barely. And it's just, like, uh, their feet, which is uh-huh. a weird trope in movies. So, this one um, was much anticipated. We got um, a director I wasn't familiar with, Nia DaCosta, but screenwriter, uh, Jordan Peele was one of the screenwriters mm-hmm. and uh, producer. So... They drove a dump truck full of money up to his house, and he said, sure, put my name on that. I don't care. (laughs) Do you think that's what happened? Uh Uh-huh. I'm hot now. I don't know if I'll be hot later, so... So, (laughs) Yeah, give me that cash. Yeah. It seems right up his alley, though, with everything else that he's done recently. uh, I wasn't surprised. There's something that one of the critics said that I'll share with you all later, but... uh, so, so what did you think of this one, Will? Don't hold back. Tell well, don't it. hold back? Um, we watched this in your backyard, in your beautiful covered backyard. I found myself staring off into the backyard, <laughs> looking <laughs> at the clouds and the lines and the you know, silhouettes from the power lines and whatnot, and trying to figure <laughs> out what that noise was in the background. Was that someone dragging a bin in? What are the dogs doing? Oh, this movie's still playing. Mm. God, it's boring. So, oh man. So what it's so disjointed. What are they trying to say? Uh-huh. What went what went wrong? Uh, Did it ever start out right for you and then it took a wrong turn? What was the what was the deal with the candy? Yeah, it started out okay. I was like, okay. Um Um, you know, the the inciting incident was okay. I think it probably had the only I'm not going to say I was scared, but the only creepy scene in it was when the <clears throat> like, I was there's scared. a little boy who goes downstairs <laughs> uh, to the laundry room by himself. By himself, and there's a hole in the wall. And when he comes out of the laundry room, he looks up and there's some guy standing there. Yeah. I used to live in a building with a really creepy laundry room that we always joked that Michael Myers was down there, Leatherface was going to be washing a load of clothes when you came in, and it wasn't going to end well for you. Uh, So when that boy walked out and he saw that person in there in the hall, that was a legitimate, like, oh shit. Uh... That was it. It was all downhill from there. Oh, okay. Um, 
So, so the appearing in a mirror thing uh, is so is that so trite that it doesn't even get us riled up at all? That that'll bring up a good first problem with Candyman. I believe I brought this up with the actual movie, the original movie. Mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, we, uh, we covered that a couple of years ago, didn't we? Yeah, um, sometime during our six years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Candyman has three sort of disparate mythical elements that don't play into anything. So they're just kind of, he's got the bees, he's got a hook hand, and he's got the mirrors. And okay. the candy, too, randomly. And, and the razor blade candy, candy. like in Trick or Treat. Yeah, that? so it's like they don't know which one of those to focus on. Mm-hmm. Wait, with as disjointed and just how the original is did you feel like it was a good remake though or were you just like no absolutely not isn't it more of a uh, it's okay it's not it's a remake a it's like a continuation but it's... like it it feels you know, like a remake like they took the original story and rewrote it some it doesn't like continue directly from the last one right it doesn't but... so like considering the bar that we're at with the first one wherever that may be for you did you appreciate the remake or whatever this was? No. The 2021 version of the this 20, movie. The Candyman 2021? Yes. No, I didn't like it. Okay. Um, I didn't care for Candyman when I first watched it umpteen zillion years ago. Uh, right after the earth cooled. Um, mm-hmm. I actually liked it a little bit more on the rewatch when we rewatched it a few years ago or whatever for the show. Um... Didn't think it was great still, but I enjoyed it more. Um, This, I was just... I found it so boring. I found that none of the characters who got killed were anybody we really knew anything about or cared. Uh, They just showed up. There was that one death of the art gallery guy where I was just like, yeah... I don't know if you had that feeling, because he was a dick. And so I, was like, yeah. I didn't even care okay, about well. anybody. I was just like, eh. I didn't know when the art critic that he visits gets killed, and it's like a long shot that was cool. through I a window. That. I didn't know who it was. But it was still cool. I don't know. I'm it was, sorry. It you was an interesting opinion. shot. Yes. I'll admit that. But it was so distant. I was like, wait a minute. Who is that? Well, you know, that one reminded me of two different things in Nightmare on Elm Street, um, which were when uh, Johnny Depp's character, Glenn, gets, I think his name's Glenn, mm-hmm. gets killed in his room. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, you, you see from across the way, she's like, oh, no, oh, no, he's falling asleep. She could see him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then the one where we, in the dream sequence, where the girl's body gets dragged down the hall of the school by an invisible force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that scene reminded me of that stuff, and uh, probably also the Babadook. Where, where there's a long shot across to the other house where they see the phantom Babadook character behind the older woman across the way, like behind her chair or something. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit, too. God, I can't even remember that except that kid whining. Oh, that whiny kid. Um, I watched that movie at school on Halloween. We played it, and the teacher just... Like didn't like we not all of us forgot that there was like a weird vibrator scene that's like really like depressing, and so it was like my class just like watching this movie and all of a sudden we we're all just like oh, <laughs> it got awkward, didn't it? Yeah, a little bit. So Ziggy, what did you think of this one? Um. And have you watched the original? Yeah, I watched recently? the original. No, I watched it one time 
and that was enough. When you were seven? Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I... I didn't really understand why it was such, like, a cult classic or whatever, however, you know, it's viewed. It was on, like, a pedestal, I thought, and then I watched it, and I was like, I don't know what happened at all. Um, I have the issue with the, like, repeating motifs not making any sense, and I couldn't really follow the story. Like, when they recapped it, because they recap Candyman in the 2021 version, they, like, talk about what happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what happened. Um, I did like this version... Um, I had some issues with it. Uh, it was the the pacing was weird. I, I struggled with the pace of the movie because he has this like really fast, sudden artist inspiration thing, and then all of a sudden it's like a a supernatural rush too, which would lead you to believe that the movie goes really fast and all of the events happen like one after another, and there's just kills everywhere, and then the end it's like a downfall or a you know, succeeding into the mist, but that doesn't really happen. It's still really slow, and there are, like, three deaths in the movie that we see, um, and, you know, I I was wondering if, like, the, the pacing, (laughs) 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 uh, you scared me a little bit, honestly. Um, It's a candy man. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was wondering if, like, the pacing was meant to, like, make you really think about what was happening, but no, because, like, they don't, it's up right at the end they have that like little short film with like the paper puppets mm-hmm. and that was like my favorite thing yes that was fantastic and they tied it together super nicely and i loved that because you really had to sit there and think about it if only i'd been thinking the whole movie you know um i i liked the scene in the bathroom with the the high the high school girls that was creepy mostly just because i've spent a lot of time in high school bathrooms <laughs> as well um and i I liked that and i liked that it's like this invisible thing and then the mirror gag only worked sometimes like if you notice like you could see his reflection but only sometimes it's like oh he's choosing that's deliberate um i'm pretty sure i'm not mm, no (laughs) um i struggled a lot with the like end of the movie because as we know i don't like hand things Mm. um and i don't like holes very much Mm. And uh, what was the other thing that I don't like that happened in this movie? Eyeball I like, trauma. It out. Yeah, eyeball trauma. For, mostly it was the like beehive hole texture on him. I think it's called lactophobia. Something Ooh. like that is an actual close, yeah. close set holes. Yeah, me. yeah. Something I don't like it. I don't like sponges or beehives. I'm not like, I won't like break down, but it makes me like very uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I really wanted to like watch the end of that movie, but I was like, I just, I will throw up everywhere. Um, cause it was the hand thing. I couldn't watch his, like, he, when his hand's like rotting mm, and he has yeah. to like mess with it. Why do you have to mess with it? Just take it off. <laughs> um, so yeah, the end of that was gross for me, but I had a real issue with the pacing. I did, I, I walked away being like, that was a decent movie I just watched, but I wouldn't watch it again. Um, and I felt like if they, you just took the trailer for the movie and then added, the ending with like the whole police situation and then that little paper short film it would be very nice movie it some of it felt very unnecessary and slow Hmm. um but i did like appreciate it you know i try to appreciate everything i watch unless it's really stupid um yeah 
So there you are with it. Mm-hmm. Jolene, you took notes while we were watching yep. this. What, what? And didn't eat anything. We had popcorn. We had candy. I wanted to keep thinking about it. So, so what, what, did you, what did you think of the movie? And, and what, did you, what notes did you take? What struck you so much you had uh, to write it down? Well, going in, I was really hopeful because yeah. you know, the, the people who were involved in it. Um, yeah. And seeing the trailer and the time it was made, because this was actually made a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping for uh, anger, rage, energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping that the, the, the first Candyman is the white people looking in, and then this one will be black people looking out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but uh, there was that. Uh, there was that that uh, setup, that point of view, but um, there was I didn't feel any energy from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made it? I don't mind slow paced movies, but this was dull for me because the all the themes were delivered by people just saying them. Yeah. Uh, they say, "Oh, this is about gentrification." People actually come out and say that. Uh, this is about uh, artists being the vanguard of gentrification. This is about real mm-hmm. estate. Uh, exploitation and people just saying this it's not shown much um, so yeah, I was confused about what the, the themes actually were because you had that gentrification then you had um, um, you had uh, I thought the most interesting thing was that uh, Anthony is a puppy who's who's discovering his own heritage he's discovering it comes from this area um, he's then even more specific stuff comes up later yeah, yeah oh yeah that was weird yeah i forgot about that uh he but he follows the path of the white woman from the first movie helen uh so he goes through all the things that she goes through um and he's he's also an outsider of cabrini green who finds that he's not actually an outsider right um but i thought that was the most interesting thread but was much made of that really no that was the problem um it who who was the threat here? Was it the police? Yes. Was it poor blacks? Yes. Yeah. Because the only poor black you see in the whole movie, the one working class character, is the is uh, Burke, the yeah. laundry laundryman mm-hmm. guy, who's who brings the whole thing down on him. Yeah. If he, he hadn't looked into his own history as a black person and reconnected with the working class, he'd be fine. Yeah. I, f- I felt like Burke kind of came out of nowhere at the end. Yeah. yeah. It was like a weird deliverance to the end of the movie, and I yeah. didn't understand that. Um, there was There's always things, levels of storytelling. You have the shadow puppets. You have the police retelling mm-hmm. what happens. Like they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, force her to retell what they're doing at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, the the art gallery owners uh, using the stories of what goes on and black atrocities throughout history in order to have an art gallery show. Um, you have uh, uh, white people aroused by black history uh, atrocities. Mm-hmm. They literally start having sex in front of a collection of yeah paintings with a mirror on it. Right. I mean, um, it's pretty blunt. Um, well, that could be the sexual reference they mentioned. Yeah, but they have <laughs> oh, a, yeah. as part of the uh, R rating. Uh, they have an, uh, the the idea of urban legends as a medium for passing on horrible histories. Yeah, um, you have uh, say a name is reference to Breonna Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
um, who was a medical worker killed by police in Kentucky. Um, yeah, uh, and also I felt that it was a white studio doing a Black Lives Matter primer to make themselves feel good so that they could point to it and say, look, we did something. Yeah. Um, but there's, it, it was so, yeah, as I say, it was just so blunt, like a, it was all done in dialogue more than, apart from the shadow puppet bits, which, are, you know, I, I like those too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they had this, this, the woman who was in the gallery with uh, that, that double killing, She's a Joy Division fan, right? Mm-hmm. So her, all her dialogue is Joy Division quotes. Yeah. Uh, Joy Division songs. I would so have been cute. so happy if, if if she would have just... When she said, she's she's lost control. Yeah. And I leaned over and I said something to you about it. Yeah. And, and, and then she just started like, you know, saying other song titles or lyrics or whatever. It just like, it could have been a really cool inside joke. Well, I, I think the only reason that they did that is so that they could slip in her saying atrocity ex- exhibition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would it have been better if she had been wearing a Ramon shirt? <laughs> well, that's what was missing, you know? Like, she should have been smoking a cigarette and yeah. wearing a Ramones t-shirt. But I think it's just that she could say atrocity exhibition in an exhibition of atrocities. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Um, which is, uh, is also, uh, it has a Joy Division song off for their second album, right? Closer. Uh-huh. Um, and it's named after a J.G. Ballard story, um, a book. He did his collection of kind of connected stories called A Trusty Exhibition in 1970. Oh, okay. Um, just before Crash. But anyway, um, yeah, so this was like cute, fakey storytelling on the part of the movie. That was a, it was, it was a really dull way of tackling these subjects it was a little forced yeah mm-hmm. for i mean sure. you're right though like the i was thinking like my favorite part like the part that had me like actually like you know getting close to scared or scared for real was the the end when she's in the police car and they're trying to tell her the right the right story you know yeah. the one they want her to tell and i had that moment i was like they might succeed and i'll like you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know because we are victimized with her in that mm-hmm. and so like that was like the most real thing and i think i don't know for me that was so scary because it was something that they didn't tell us they were showing us yeah it was you know a, i wish it had been about her mm-hmm. and watching anthony get sucked into this rather than starting out with anthony and then kind of shifting to her later mm-hmm. it kind of felt unfocused did anybody find the editing at the end Confusing. It was different than the rest of the movie. Yeah, it like did feel they different. Had yes, chopped up a different ending and mm-hmm. kind of patched something else together. The yeah, ending was my awkward. favorite part. I liked the colors. I liked the speed of it. I yeah. really liked everything because it was all happening at once. But it was a lot of like slow mo shots, and you know she's obviously like it's I guess her point of view because she's having this like panic attack reaction where she has to still have like a level head I guess, and like cope with what's going on. Um, but I I really liked. I don't know. I just felt like it the was, whole... It was more immediate. Yeah, it had like a, the rest, an urgency. As Jolien said, you know, it's people saying, oh, it's about gentrification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was storytelling up until the end when it was like an urgent an moment. Thing. And I liked yeah, that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that she used the rear view mirror of the police car to summon the candy mm-hmm. man was really... Uh, that was a cool thing. Yeah. I was so worried that she wouldn't get to finish, though. I was... Like, I feel like... Okay, um, like, with, like, Get Out and Us, the endings have this, like... This moment at the end where you're, like... I don't know. 
it's like it's almost incomplete. You know how Get Out has like a an alternate ending where they like you don't succeed, you don't feel good about it, and it's like oh yeah. no, we lost still. Yeah. I thought that that's how this one was gonna end because I, I maybe I'm not remembering right, but in the first one, doesn't the main character die? And we're yeah. just oh, yeah. kind of like oh okay. Like, yeah. I thought they were going to do the same story structure and end it like that, but it's so much worse because it's relevant to today. So I was expecting her not to get to finish, for it not to work. Yeah. But there was this, like, success at the end, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then they ended on that, like, really depressing and, like, honest short film situation. Um, but, yeah, I almost would have liked it, like, better if, you know, he'd, like, turned the mirror or something and she couldn't do it. Because that would have just, like, really hit home. Mm. And I was, you know, I was waiting for the message the whole time. Because they're telling it to us, but, like, the point of a, a movie is not to, like, you know, we get told things all day long. But it's, like, yeah. to experience it. Yeah. Um, yeah, to be on a ground level with, you know, experiencing the thing that's going on in mm -hmm. society is, is a whole other feeling than to just hear about it on the news or read about it or hear something second or third hand mm -hmm. and it, it, it is it's interesting to see the characters uh through the whole movie kind of not really in touch with the horror yeah as firsthand as they should be until the very end yeah for sure <laughs> and then yes it's what, what she's going through with the police is very real and Sorry. Go ahead. No, and I, I do want to say that, like, I think that, like, the end hit me the most because she was in a very, like, vulnerable situation, and that was the only part that I could really identify with. The rest of the movie, I, I don't know, I struggle with content about or from black communities because I, I struggle to relate to it sometimes, um, just because I'm not within the black community. Um, so I, I always feel like I'm missing something, you know, like I'm not fundament fundamentally getting what's trying to be said or whatever. Like, I can understand on a surface level, but, like, emotionally there's a disconnect besides human empathy. Um, so the end for me was, like, the moment where I was like, oh, I'm in this, you know? Because um, I have no idea. The, the rest of the movie could have had a lot more to say than I was able to perceive. I don't think you're missing much, <laughs> to be honest. I just want to put out there that I'm I, not the all-knowing, like, you know? Yeah, I... Uh, I wish I found myself wishing that the movie was about Anthony and Brianna and they're trying to make it in the art world mm -hmm. as a young black couple mm -hmm. and just leave all the Candyman stuff out. <laughs> right. Um, did anyone catch the message at the very end? The the very very end. Uh, like pre short film like no, puppet thing or after right that? Ap right after the 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 credits end. Uh, there's a web address and a message that comes up that says something along the lines of, to learn more, more about racial violence and police brutality, visit CandymanTheMovie.com. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that seems so out of place and kind of tasteless. It would be like putting up the, the Center for Exploited and Missing Children at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, and, and making the website nightmareonelmstreet.com. Yes, exactly. I did think you that know. the URL was weird. I was like, why is that the website? Yeah. But I like Candyman appreciated the, the like, if you, you know, want to know yeah, more, I love that. Yeah, I appreciate that. that, but the fact that they tied in it in the Candyman seems sort of, sort of crass mm -hmm. and commercial in a way that it didn't need to be. Mm -hmm. I did like um, in, the, in the movie how they made... 
um, the Candyman story, like the actual Candyman tale, like a, like a, like a, what's it called? When you, when you are convicted of a crime that you didn't commit. What is the word? There's a name for that. Well, but they made him like a kind of a scapegoat, I guess, because they, they yeah. beat the guy to death and then found out that he wasn't doing the bad thing. And mm-hmm. that was so heartbreaking. Yeah. And I loved that that's where they took it, because in the original, isn't he just a bad dude? Isn't the Candyman just like a bad dude? No, or no he's no. just a guy who's a painter, unfortunately, falls in love with some oh, rich guy's daughter. Yeah. And then they, they don't like it because she's white and he's black. Right. Okay. I didn't remember that. And it's the 1890s, yeah. 1950s, 1970s, mm-hmm. 2000s, sometime. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't remember that. But I, because I, I thought that it was, um, like, it reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake, the, like, 2015 remake, mm-hmm. where you think that's the case, and then he's actually just a bad guy. And I was like, that's such a, like, a, what? But I like that in this movie they made it that it was, like, this injustice thing because when i when I, maybe i wasn't paying that much attention when i watched the original i was like oh he's just a bad dude okay no he he was he was wronged and came back okay to seek vengeance because i of don't him. know if he's taking vengeance on though i'm confused that's about what that. i'm always confused he kills black people he kills everybody he doesn't Might just seem be like to be, general rage i don't know like what did the college yeah, or high school was, girls do? i could understand if it was a japanese ghost like at Onryo, they have a specific ghost which is just rage, and you you go into that house or wherever yeah. you're done. But uh, in the West, it, it, there's a they have a they have a goal, they have a mission. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know they they've got to, they've got to fulfill whatever yeah find Curly's gold whatever, and and then they they can retire from being a ghost. But uh, this one just like uh, it'll kill everyone who's in completely green. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that either. And but like, then I, only some people because it left the main girl alive at the end, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it left but Brianna was, alive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, I found the storytelling really disjointed. Like, the scenes didn't seem to match up with one another. There was, near the end, there was a little boy who's begging his sister to to let him join in on oh, calling yeah. the Candyman. And I wasn't quite sure when that was happening. Was that Burke again as a child? It seemed, seemed no, weird. No, I think that was happening like, then. then. Yeah, or you know, now, I mean, yeah, I should say. Yeah, but like, in the moment in the for moment the characters, of the movie. I thought that was actually happening. You know? That spooked me a little bit because I remember like being younger and having friends that were older, and they tried to like scare me and like sleepovers and stuff. Like I went to summer camp, you know, they'd always try to scare me. Oh yeah. Um, so I did. I all the like gags that they did for the deaths I liked, but they were so few and far between. Yeah, I found it was it was all people that we didn't care about. Like we were introduced to uh, Brianna's brother and his boyfriend as they go over to meet Anthony and Brianna. And the, we kind of get to know those people, and then everybody else in the movie who gets killed, none of those people ever seem to be threatened, no. except Anthony, and he's kind of the threat at the same yeah. time, so... Right. Although you feel bad for him, yeah, you don't feel like anybody else is really going to be threatened, and yet they're the characters where we spend time with and yeah. kind of get to know. Mm-hmm. I also had a really hard time like emotionally attaching to the main character. And, like, mm-hmm. all he was going through, I was like, wow, you're, like, you got, like, a Van Gogh thing going on. Sorry, bro. You know? <laughs> and I was kind of, like, like, I was searching for, like, more to him or the, 
you know, this the story. I, I, you know, I feel like I was missing something, but maybe it was just that the movie was like it paused in the middle of production, didn't it, because of COVID? I believe that and was maybe the case. that's part of it. But I, I had an art supply nerd moment when uh, he gets inspired for the first time, and he he goes and he slaps paint on the his board, and then by the end of the afternoon, it's done, it's dried. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know better. <laughs> Well, he was using, uh, was using Liquitex. Oh, so he was using acrylics. Yeah, he was using acrylics because they did a big pan across the floor. Okay. And they had gone out and bought like 500 tubes of Liquitex and had some poor bastard smear paint on them and throw them on the yeah, floor. Yeah, you'd have to do a matte finish over that. Yeah, you probably would Sorry. want to. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> oh, what was I going to say about that? Uh, oh, I can't remember now. Uh, but to see that kind of progress on that number of paintings on canvases that size, that's going to take some hours. Even if you're possessed yeah. and painting like a oh, yeah. automaton or whatever. But um, I have to I have to ask. Uh, circle back around to the character of Burke, the laundromat owner. Would the movie work better if he sought this guy out rather than stumble upon him? Like if he said, oh, I found this thing in a newspaper clipping. This guy was quoted as saying, blah, blah, blah. Let me see if I can find him. And maybe it took some effort to really find this guy. He should have shown up at the art gallery. So if, if or that. the main it? guy found out about the story and did his art pieces and then Burke, is that his name? Yeah. yeah. He showed up and was like, you want to know more? You know, I saw that would have worked. Go to Candyman.com. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I feel because like, if it was more tied to his art, that he would have had more of a motivation. I struggle with the Burke character because you don't know what his motivation is. Like it doesn't make any sense until the end. He's like, it needed to happen. What? He's a nutter. Yeah, he's a total he just kind of shows up at the end. Crazy. You, you notice he has a Clive Barker novel. Did he? Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a copy of Weave World. Oh, okay. At, at the laundry. Oh, nice. Um. I thought they should have made more of Anthony's art. I thought, like, they kind of show, you know, um, the college girls or high school girls. I don't know what they were. They were high school girls. Okay. My wife and, had a, and I had a debate, and I thought they were high school at first. And she's like, no, they were college because they said such and such. And I was like, maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I took so. it as high school. They looked like then everything about their characters is very high school. Exactly, they were all twenty four, whether they were playing seventeen yeah. or. But that may have been it, you <laughs> right. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were all held back numerous years. Right. <laughs> Dumb bitches. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I had kind of hoped that maybe that would be uh, some sort of viral, uh, you know. Uh, it would take off. His art would just explode, and people all over the city would be calling out Candyman. Yeah, he'd I be was appearing thinking and that. killing all over. Or he'd be looking really exhausted when they did the art gallery. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> when they did the art gallery, I it occurred to me that like it would have been interesting if he painted a portrait of like the Candyman, you know, and then it, it like was moving or something or like following through paintings. And then somebody at the end, like when they were locking up was like, it was really cool. How you, how did you do that? And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, like in uh, that Wolf house movie we watched where yeah. the paintings is sliding along the wall. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been good. <laughs> I thought that it was going to have more to do with his art. Um, that's what I had hoped. Yeah, yeah. Because that was like the direction that they were going with. And that's like a whole struggle in and of itself. So I was like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, one of and the main storylines. Yeah. yeah. And then his art just like was there. 
in the background kind of like it wasn't important yeah which mm-hmm. either like go all the way or don't like he was still holding on to his art towards the end and it was like what your health sir your health yeah. and like they just didn't i don't know it felt very in the middle of so many ideas for me and that needed to commit some yeah exactly that that is the big thing they never committed they bring up gentrification it doesn't go anywhere they bring up the art world it doesn't go anywhere they bring up racial violence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and I wish that the, like they had this opportunity to explain all of the weird motifs, and they didn't. And yeah. I was really hopeful that they would, just because it bugs me. Like I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, why the bees? But exactly. also they're wasps. They're wasps, but the beehives are there. Yeah. What? Mm, yeah, we need to be clear on which bees are just uh, evil and sting you for no reason, and which ones are benevolent and make honey. Yes. And only sting you if... Only some of them deserve to be saved. Yeah, honeybees. Yeah. The rest of them can go extinct as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if, if you're bird food, good. Otherwise, yellow jackets and wasps and hornets, no. Don't want you. They're fine. Eh, until you get stung by one. Hey, I've been stung numerous times. Me too. So I got stung this summer. I was sitting outside and I felt something land on the back of my neck and it stung me. I didn't even do anything. It just that's, stung me. That's what I'm saying. They can go extinct as far as I'm concerned. Even then, I don't hate them. By what? Hornets. Oh, Ooh, yeah. not cool. Oh, yeah, when I was a little kid, just stepped in a piece of fruit they were eating. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh and, yeah. And uh, then ran, ran back to the caravan, and, and uh, they were just like, pulling them out of my clothes. And Ugh. It was like several dozen. Oh, yes. that's insane. I, yeah. I, I just looked, uh, looked like something out of Star Trek. <laughs> Sort yeah, I got worse than I am today. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a seesaw, and they were they had built a nest on the bottom of the, oh. the oh. seat, and nobody noticed it. Ooh. And they got my legs. It was not fun. Uh, well, my I was wearing shorts at the time. I was about seven or eight, I guess. <laughs> my story uh, is actually pretty good. Uh, when I was about probably four or five years old we were at a company picnic my mom was a uh, letter carrier for the u.s postal service and it was like a nice summer picnic i had a can of root beer took a sip and i got stung on the roof of the mouth mm. that was awesome yeah so felt like a nail went through the roof of my mouth <laughs> like so someone with a nail gun just went pow uh okay uh the other thing I wanted to uh, talk briefly about is um, it can't be understated how dangerous and scary the housing projects of Cabrini Green really were for a lot of years. And I mean a lot of years, decades. Uh, it's, it's the kind of place where, and I can, I can read a couple of things that happened there to give you some flavor of it. Uh, let's see. Yeah. We're going to give the dogs a moment here. Can you push the door shut? You mean the children of the night? <laughs> the children of the night. <laughs> what music? Shut up! Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, I want. I want to. I want to get you a really good one here. So I have to look. It's. It's at an hour twenty-two. Well, they have the the this story that Candyman's based on with Ruth Ruth whatever her last name was, uh, who had someone crawl in from the other apartment through her <laughs> mirror and kill her. Oh yeah. And she called the police and said they were coming through her apartment, 
out of the mirror. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. There was a... One of the un, unanticipated results of the steel fencing they put on the outside of the building was that it was hard for police to see in. And it, it sort of created this animal cage effect on the side of the building, which was very dehumanizing. Um, but uh, there was a, quote, walk and talk project that the uh, police were involved with where they would just try to get to know people of, of the housing projects. And uh, two rival gangs had uh, made a pact where you had to kill a cop, you know, in order to have peace between their two gangs or, or whatever their deal was. So they shot and killed a couple of police from just inside those, uh, those steel grates. And uh, the police were just uh, trying to do good things on their own time and got shot to death. Mm, bite uh, my tongue. Um, on October 13, 1992, seven-year-old Dantrell Davis was shot in the head and killed by a sniper's stray bullet while walking to Jenner Elementary School with his mother. How do you have a stray sniper bullet? Um, Isn't sniping yeah. like the, like, you're just sniping? A, you're a bad sniper, I think is what happens. <laughs> like they were trying to shoot someone else or just were maybe firing. Oh, I thought that little kid was an adult. Uh, he, he was dressed in tweed, you know. You weren't expecting a kid to be dressed in tweed. Seven years old. He looked just um, like so-and-so. On January 9th, 1997, nine-year-old Girl X, since identified as Shatoya Curry, was raped, poisoned, and strangled in the stairwell of the 1121 North Larrabee Street building, um, leaving her permanently blind, paralyzed, and mute due to brain damage. Uh, the attacker used a marker to scrawl uh, gang symbols on her abdomen in an attempt to mislead any investigation and left her for dead, face down in the snow. Uh, it turns out that this person was um, not a gang member, this was Patrick Sykes, a neighboring 25-year-old male who uh, was later apprehended by police. He confessed and uh, was prosecuted to the maximum of 120 years in prison. And these stories are by no means uh, rare. Rare. I mean, it's, it was a pretty common occurrence for there to be all manner of violence. And uh, police didn't want to go there. Ambulance drivers didn't want to go there. Uh, you know, people doing uh, routine jobs just didn't really want to go there. And for very good reasons. You know, there's a high chance of getting hurt or killed. So after all of that, um, the housing projects were finally uh, demolished. Uh, well, the, the tower blocks, anyway, um, were demolished. And some of the row homes remain, and some of them are, uh, I believe, designated as historical you know, buildings, you know, the, the earlier ones, because this, this is a pretty old, um, uh, let's see, in, uh, well, the, the first, first, I think. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, let's see, the, um, the two-story row houses were built in 1942, the Francis Cabrini homes. Um, there, in 1957, there was an extension, which were the high-rise and mid-rise red brick buildings, the Cabrini homes extension, it was called. Uh, that was, uh, 1,925 units in 15 buildings. And so when you see all those matching buildings just extending off into the horizon, there's just a lot of them. And uh, 1962, the William Green homes, that's where you get Cabrini Green. So um, there were uh, 1,096 units. Uh, this was north of Division Street. Uh, and 
that's a lot of people in a in a small enough geographical area who are disenfranchised and if there's gang activity and they're recruiting pretty soon you got a lot going on and it's not good most of it so uh and i told you guys after we watched the movie that i count my mom taking a wrong turn into cabrini green on our drive home as a near-death experience because it was scary uh and it just didn't seem to end we drove and drove and drove and drove and i had to yell at her to stop stopping at stop signs i think those are the words i used because a lot of characters hanging out at the stop signs and stoplights waiting to see yeah i took cicero yeah when i was there all the way through yeah that's sketchy yeah it's like empty building liquor store empty building empty building liquor store yeah you're, you're probably talking just north of the uh midway airport yeah yep, exactly yep that was <laughs> all the way through and my friends were terrified yeah i figured uh it's a south side for you afternoon what's gonna happen yeah, a lot could happen. My brother-in-law sure. was robbed at an ATM. He didn't even see the guys coming. It was like, I'm not going to you know, stop the lights. Yeah. I'm not going to stop. We're not going anywhere. So. Yeah. So, scary stuff in Chicago. Yeah. And, of course, um, the original uh, Clive Barker story takes place at King's Cross, right, Julian? This is no, this, uh, Liverpool. Oh, uh, Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, this is... Uh, this is not too far off as far as uh, the... Yeah, well, I mean, what happened in Britain, uh, you, you have... Uh, so Liverpool and the major like uh, boat production centres. and um, You know, uh, so it'd be physically destroyed during the war and then, uh, and then the shipbuilding industry dries up. So uh, you have several generations are just pretty much doomed and... Disenfranchised, uh, and then uh, after the war, you have uh, you have all the public housing, cheap public housing that goes up, uh, you know, which is fair enough. You've got to house all these people, and, mm -hmm. and then uh, that will get neglected and run down. I thought they turned their industry into developing world class musicians, yeah. <laughs> despite only turning out four. They did really good work. Well, five really, if you count uh, Pete Best, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah this is a you know this is a, a story of poverty and its effects on society and um urban legends stirred in there for good measure yeah uh i gotta wonder do you think they're gonna do another one yeah it, it felt like they were money. turning into a, a franchise slasher at the end yeah it, it felt like it felt like uh if this does well if it makes money we're going to see another one in two or three oh, years. Like they did two sequels to the original, didn't they? Undermine yeah. whatever message was in this one, though. Yeah, whatever message that was. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I'm missing it. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it would, like, undermine it a little bit if they were, like, I here's a you're franchise. All, you're mm -hmm. only missing it because it wasn't there. <laughs> Maybe so. You know, don't don't feel bad if you feel like you missed anything in this movie because <laughs> I don't think it was there. There's lots of messages. They were just saying them. Mm. Yeah. Um, unlike Get Out, mm. this yeah this had nothing to say. And and I think part of that is maybe because it's a kind of franchise slasher character. Yeah, but they didn't lean into the slasher thing enough. Again, they no, just didn't go far no, enough. Nobody for me. wants to go into because I, I think that they did have something to say, but it was that little short thing at the end, and it was like you know the last scene. If you want to 
you know, try to take what happened in the last ten minutes and apply it to the rest of the movie, and sure. But I think it was that, like, last yeah. paper short thing. I did love the, like, art style of the paper yeah, those puppet, puppet situation. Awesome. That was really mm-hmm. cool. Just give us an hour and a half of that. <laughs> no, and, like, even if his art was like that and it went throughout the whole oh, thing. Oh, that would have been a good connection. There's a... An Indonesian film called Impetigor, and, and in Indonesia they have this tradition of shadow puppet theater, mm-hmm. and that's really worked into it. Like the the main uh, like wizard antagonist is a, a shadow puppet. Oh, okay. And it puts in all these plates, so that it goes through the whole thing. You know, it's all built into it. Yeah, they should have done something like that. And I think, like you know, if they did that, then there's more opportunity for like the jump scare business. Like um, when there was that kill in the art gallery. Mm-hmm. They had projectors going because there was like a movie showing in the other room, and I, I don't know. I really liked the shadow puppet situation, but it was so. It was only used for very short storytelling, despite how much storytelling there was and could have been in the movie. Yeah. So, all in all, um, do we recommend or not? Will? I can't recommend it. Julian? No. Ziggy? That's a tough one. I think it depends on who I'm talking to, honestly, or what they're looking for. Because, like, you know, I have friends that are really into, like, the I want to think about whatever movie I watch. And so, like, yeah, sure. But, like, as a horror movie, you know, just, like, let's go see a horror movie, no. Because I was a little disappointed with that expectation in mind. Yeah, I didn't feel like if I really put myself into uh, the mindset of, oh, I'm in this world... I didn't feel the peril and the fear that I should feel uh, for whatever reason. And I, I want to say that has to do with the mechanics of how they set it up and how they executed it. I, and I can't put my finger on it, to, It felt to be like honest. reading like a, wiki, like a Wikipedia like history of something. Mm-hmm. Like it felt very much like... Right. Because you had people just telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I have the Wikipedia page open here... <laughs> To, and it's to, better than the movie. Well, to make reference, yeah, I honestly have this open I'm to... I'm scared. To, to, oh, Paragraph yeah. three is freaking me out. <laughs> well, yeah, the sniper bullet to the seven-year-old's head, that's pretty terrifying. Um, and, of course, before I close that Wikipedia page, I do want to say that demolition uh, on the big red brick towers started in 1995 and finished in uh, 2011 was when they... Uh, uh, or let's see, 2010 or 2011. Anyway, uh, it, it took a while, and it cost uh, $1.5 billion. So 10 years and $1.5 billion to demolish what adds up to 18,000 apartments and rehabilitate uh, or build 25,000 more apartments. So it's it, there's a lot going on there. I mean, it's, it's, it's no small subject to be discussed. And it could easily have been mined for more scary stuff or more um, important things to say uh, about the situations from how it started to how it ended or continues, I guess I could say. Uh, a critic, and, and I did want to kind of reference a couple things that a critic had to say about the movie was that They said the main problem was with the script and that the actors performed their roles admirably and uh, DaCosta's direction for all of its Kubrickian elements, even, you know, talking about replicating certain shots, um, is controlled and purposeful in its own unique way. Uh, 
and uh, the, the production design is good, and the music isn't awful, and, and you know, this is somebody who had a, a generally negative opinion of the movie, but uh, one of the things they said was that the uh, that the appearance by Tony Todd is wasted um, by the atrocious ending seconds of the film, which I don't agree were atrocious. I think those are some of the better parts of the movie, but... Uh, it was just entirely different. So if you like, were trying to appreciate or appreciating the rest of the movie, yeah, the last bit would be awful, or vice versa. It's disjointed from, yeah, from yeah. everything else. And... Uh, but yeah, I think Tony Todd was was horribly misused in this movie. He should have maybe had a an omniscient voice that you know maybe came from somewhere and freaked people out, or maybe glimpses of him here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, he narrates a shadow puppet. Yeah, movie. Uh, basically. <laughs> Uh, what they said here, a couple of things um, that I wanted to touch on, and, and I'll and I'll credit who this was, this critic. Um, is uh, uh, Kieran Judge, which is funny, the last name Judge. Um, the uh, Kieran goes on to say that uh, Candyman ends up coming off as a pre- as pretentious instead of poised, and uh, shies away from most of the actual violence, going for suggestions rather than anything too explicit, which you know can be fine in some moments, but maybe, and they go on to say maybe you need that gut punch, you know. Yeah. And and that is probably quite true, uh, but uh, but they go. Yeah, don't give me a hook handed killer and then be all yeah finessey about it. Yeah, it. Oh and, and the example they use is it does work like in the swimming pool scene in uh, Let the Right One In. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like you don't get to you don't get to see all that stuff. You don't need to see all that stuff. Yeah. It's more terrifying if you don't. Right. But sometimes you really need to see that. And so that's what I wanted to say from that critic that, you know, I read several reviews and I want to say that one, I, I, those are the points that I found where it's like, that's the thing I couldn't put my finger on. I couldn't articulate that for myself. Um, but yeah, you read it and you go, that's the thing I was <laughs> trying to, trying to find words and mm-hmm. feelings to. Yeah. So for me, I can recommend you see it for yourself and you decide for yourself. I don't think you're going to be scared by it. And if you're a big fan of the original Candyman movie and you've rewatched it lately and you say, this is the thing that really works for me, uh, I'll caution you, this may not work for you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I watched it, but I wouldn't watch it again. No. Oh, and the other thing, <laughs> I love this, and I, I have to go back to this. Uh, um, oh, if I could find it here real quick. Uh, uh, this critic says something about uh, you need... You need to uh, learn in the first year of film school that uh, social commentary is not a good term to, to use when you're writing about film because literally everything a film in film is commenting on society in some level. So to say, oh, it's social commentary, I mean, maybe that's too general of a term and maybe it's too easy to just dismiss things as, or not dismiss things, but explain things as, oh, well, this movie was social commentary. I think there's intentional social commentary, though. There like, is. Like, all media is a reflection of the time period in which it was made, but if you're right. doing it intentionally, it's a whole other level. But yes, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, I guess what they're pro- the point they're probably making is that when you're, when you're mm-hmm. saying social commentary, you should say, what are the issues they're breaking down and yeah. dealing and with? All they're saying is yeah, social sure. commentary, but they don't. Mm-hmm. In, in what way? Yeah. Yeah. 
which is important. I think that I need to do that for myself rather than say, oh, that movie had a lot of social commentary in it. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Um, Something uh, social. Yeah. Yeah. It was comments and it was things of a social nature. Uh, yeah. So. Supernatural killers with hook hands are dangerous. Yeah. When you start mixing <laughs> together different urban legends. Uh, shall we do quiz time? All right. Yes. Happy anniversary, everybody. Six years we've been doing this thing. Yeah. I'm not going to know any of these things. Here's well, another Ziggy. six. I'll observe. You, no, no. You've got to guess. Oh shit! You've got okay. to get. You got to guess. It's, so, as as Will has pointed out, you either know the answers to these or you don't. Okay. It doesn't mean that even if nobody gets the answers to these, that they are stupid or don't deserve to be doing a horror podcast. Exactly. It doesn't mean that at all. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give these. It's neither said nor implied. These questions <laughs> and there's, there's a bit of a clear in the questions. Down. Do we want us to raise our hands and try not to hit the springy things on our mics? Uh, it could I think be a buzzer situation. This year, to, to add a bit of fear into it, yeah. if you don't get them right, you're not going to get the movie. Oh, I have uh, the movies to give away. Each question is to do with a movie that is being given away. So Case, there's a further clue. <laughs> uh, listeners need to know Jolien upgrades his collection. And, uh, spring cleaning. And this is a good kind of spring cleaning. <laughs> yes. So, all right, let's start off with, we have The Blob, the rather cool remake. The remake is a good one. Uh, So, uh, the original came out in 1958. Um, 1958 film wasn't the first movie about a glob. Hmm. It was not. There was another oozing critter that came out to the earth in which 1956 British science fiction horror. Uh, Day of the Triffids? No. That's not even a blob. <laughs> I didn't think it was. They're kind of dried plants. Uh, oh, God, what is that? I'm, tr- I'm trying to stall for Will, because I know he knows it. Oh, my God, I can't think of it. Here's a it's got a movie, kind of quite a mass, but not it's quite got, a mass. It's, yeah, it's got a pit. Quater mass in the pit. Not quite a mass. <laughs> it's not quater mass. Okay. I can't think of it. No? Yeah. All right. Here's X the Unknown. So, All right. Oh. Uh... Excellent. All right, here's another chance to win this movie. This is another Blob question. All right. Are you up on Blob movies? I've not seen the Blob. Not a big thing with you? No. Blob movies? I'm not a sci-fi person. No, I consider Blobs sci-fi. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a horror. Oh, yeah, they're definitely it's a horror crossover. Thing. Yeah. Ricardo Frida and Mario Bava directed a Blob movie in 1959 about a long-lived Glob. Name that film. Flubber. <laughs> oh, good answer. Was, <laughs> within 10 years. <laughs> don't, don't know it. Hmm. Uh, Bava. Let's see. I'm sure it's I don't one know. One of those that he uh, he did a lot of the direction work on with Ricardo Frida. They did Ivan uh, Piri as well. Hmm. Man, I'm sure I don't know this one. All right. That one is Kaltiki, the Immortal Monster. Oh, uh, never saw that one. It's a good blob movie. Yeah. All right, and here's a third chance. A 1959 Eugene Laurie movie monster movie was originally about. A radioactive blob. Name that film. It was originally about it a radioactive. Was. Nineteen. What year? Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. It's pre-Gorgo. Hmm. But it's about a. It's a giant monster attacks London. Young, it's radioactive. Youngari. No, no, it's not Youngari. Uh, that was yeah. Seoul, but. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's the one that pees at the end. Yeah, I can't I can't <laughs> think of the name. That's Youngari. Oh, that's Youngari. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's not Gorgo. 
No. Because it's a blob, or it was, it was supposed to be a blob. Started off as a blob in early scripts and then becomes a giant dinosaur. Oh, what is dude. that called? Yeah, I should know this one, but I don't. I'm I'm striking out on this. Okay, Ooh. the US title is The Giant Behemoth. <laughs> and then the UK title is Behemoth the Sea Monster. Nice. Which is slightly less done. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. Fourth of the Hammer Mummy Movies. You know, to Mummy Movies. I know, I've only seen the one. Okay. Uh, according to Shakespearean actor Deborah Grant... Valerie Leon got the part of Margaret Fuchs slash Queen Tira over her for two reasons. The, what were they? The right one and the left one. Yeah. That's <laughs> 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 uh, an old joke, but uh, but it works. All right, what did I win? You won. I, I won that movie. Yeah. Oh, I actually have... Um, a still photo of of her in this sarcophagus somewhere uh yeah her actual words were frontage oh okay uh right <laughs> frontage curse of frankenstein the original hammer when they got them started on the gothic horrors yeah uh curse of frankenstein peter cushing plays baron victor frankenstein yes who plays who who does young melvin hayes play Igor. Peter Cushing plays Baron Victor Frankenstein. Who does young Melvin Hayes play? Young Victor Frankenstein? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. It was on the tip of your tongue, right? Hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. All right, and no one expects you to know hammer stuff. Like I'm going to get in so no, much trouble for old. bringing home a Frankenstein. Diabolique. Fantastic movie. One of the all-time b- best scare moments. If you've seen that, Diabolique. Oh, yeah, that's a good oh. movie. There's a moment in that where you're just like... <laughs> uh, anyway, Diabolique. Georges Clouseau bought <laughs> the rights to the novel of Diabolique only hours before a British director also tried to get them. Who was he? Hitchcock? Mm. Yes. Wow. It says on the back. Is that why you didn't want me to look at it? You could have guessed it. You, <laughs> could, have, you could have seen one of the greatest thrillers ever made. I'll lend it to you. Thanks. All right, I'm going to give this one away differently. Cause it's, anyway, uh, Equinox. Oh. Uh, what, 1981 horror film? You might get this one. Uh-huh. Okay. What 1981 horror film features a cabin in the woods, a demon summoning book, stop motion effects, and a bunch of student Evil friends. Dead. Yes, yeah. just like this one. Yeah. Wow. That's all a the, good all one. the same elements. Is yeah, this is like a student film, and the students who made it went on to work on Star Wars. And <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's I love when that awesome, happens. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got another classic here Eyes Without a Face, another French classic mm. from the Ooh, late yeah. 50s. Uh, there's three questions to get this one. Okay. Um, Eyes Without a Face is a song by which British singer? Billy Idol. Yeah. All right. The B-side for Billy Idol's single was the name of a 1989 zombie film starring Bruce Campbell. Name that film. <laughs> so, a, a what year? 89. 89. Oh, Army of Darkness. No, no that's no, not 89. That was like 93. No, no. Not even 1997. A 97? Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, Dead is in the title. I'll give you that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell movie. Yep. I cannot think of a Bruce Campbell movie. Um, from 
Dead by Dawn. Uh, dead. Why am I not getting this? No. Uh, it's The Dead Next Door. I don't oh. know that one at all. I have to admit. Okay. Okay. Uh, Billy Idol's White Wedding was used in the trailer for which marital mannequin movie? Mannequin? Marital? Yes. Mannequin movie. Think of a doll getting married. <gasps> oh. Horror movie. Oh, Chucky? Chucky 2, Brad and Chucky. Yeah, there you go. Is that three? There's an That's awesome three. movie, Eyes Without That's Face. Three. Ch- That's Is Curse of Chucky 2? Yeah. I Didn't he so. get this one? And that's some no, no. Uh, that's some film school stuff for that's you. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. You need yeah. you need that in your collection. Okay, thank you. All right, we're going back to early Hitchcock here, the farmer's wife. Um, in which horror film does it take all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent fritters? What? Oh, uh, uh. In which horror film does it take all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent fritters? Motel Hell? Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Here's one that maybe none of you want in your collections. John Carpenter's... Oh! Ghosts of Mars. Get that away from me. <laughs> I won't have that Yeah, John Carpenter's Marilyn Manson on Mars. Um, all right. There's three questions to this one. Pam Greer is awesome. True or false? True. Yes. Uh, okay. You could have got that one. Yeah. Uh, Pam Greer becomes a voodoo queen in which 1973 movie? Sugar Hill? No. She's not in that one. No, yeah, she's, she's not. not in Sugar Hill. Um, becomes a voodoo queen in... Which S- 1973 movie? Scream, Blackula Scream. Yep. So there you go. Awesome. <laughs> if you want it. I, I, you know what? I have a collection of bad movies, including Gili. Okay. So, Ghosts of Mars will be right. I don't think I've seen Gigi. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Is it as bad as Ghosts from, of Mars? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. All right, here, here's one. I, um, this, this is the third Pam Greer question. The first film Pam Greer ever went to see was a classic Japanese monster movie. Godzilla? Yeah. It's nice. in her autobiography. Fact. Yeah. Um, right. This one, Ghost Story, the 80s movie. Oh, okay. Very nice. Uh, this is the second movie based on a Peter Straub novel. Um, the first one starred Mia Farrow mm-hmm. and was released in 1977. Name the novel or film. You have a choice of three different titles for this movie. Okay, multiple choice. Avalanche. Two of them have woman's woman's name. Oh. And one is a bit of geometry. Oh. Mm. Should be better. a book and a movie? Yeah, yeah. So Peter Straub is a novelist, and there's not been that many films based on his novels, but he's he's like collaborated with Stephen King and stuff. Mm. Uh, Ghost Story is a huge bestseller back in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very. I I can only think of the two that be made from his. Yeah. Novels. So Mia Farrow in 1970 what? Seven. Seven. 1977. She's in London, I think. Hmm. She was in Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. etc. That's the one that I was thinking of, but there's another one like it. I can't remember. Whatever happened to Rosemary's Baby? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't seen that. It's a TV movie, isn't it? It's got to be bad. Yeah. It's just got to be. I've never seen it either. Rosemary's Baby. 
No, whatever oh. happened to Rosemary. Oh. Shall I just yeah. give you the answer? That yeah. was a real movie. Uh, so, so this is uh, Mia Farrow. Uh, it's called uh, Julia or The Haunting of Julia or Full Circle. Don't know that one. I've, I've heard the t- I'm sure I've heard the title, mm-hmm. but don't know it. All right. Classic bit of film noir here. Key, Key Largo. Ooh. Uh, but there's a horror-related question. All right. Um, this is the... Uh, uh, great uh lauren yeah. bacall bacall humphrey bogart maybe edward g robinson yeah. humphrey bogart uh lauren bacall played a witch in two movies one was scooby-doo and, Gob- and the goblin king from 2008 mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but what was the 2004 hayao miyazaki film where she did the voice of a witch mm, uh, so you should know this uh, miyazaki 2004 hayao miyazaki film I don't. I don't know it's that not spirited well. away. No. I don't know those very well. It's so Kiki's delivery service. Cast. No. Okay, that was my guess. Hal's moving cast. Yes. Oh, there you go. sweet. Look at Will racking up the wins here. That's right. like the one I haven't oh, seen. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's it's pretty good. King Kong. All right. Oh, seventy-six. Yep. Seventy-six King Kong. So it stars Jessica Lange. Uh, it stars the dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Charles, Charles Grodin. The late Charles Grodin. Yes. Jessica Lange starred in which TV horror franchise which began in 2011? What? what oh! I think oh, I know. American Horror Story. Yeah, yes. My mother was just watching a movie with her in it. Yeah. Oh, she's. That, she's that great. was her debut. She's, she looks stunning in that. She's yeah. Great. You, I love her. You, you will be amazed at how much younger she looks in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Barry soundtrack. Yes. Good stuff. Um, if you re- don't react well to seeing the Twin Towers, it might yeah. not be right for you. But you know what? It was a long time ago. Um, all right. Rick Baker special effects this and more, uh, classic uh, mid seventies monster action. This is a double bill of the land that time forgot and the people that time forgot. All right. Uh, do you, know, you watch The Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. There's a character in that named Troy McClure. He's named after Doug McClure, who starred in all these movies. <laughs> Doug McClure was in a Demi Fishy movie released in 1980. Name that film. 1980, uh, Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Uh, by the way, also, this one here, Key Largo, has Edward G. Robinson, who you could argue Chief Wiggum is based on. Mm. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Magnetic Monster, 1953. Richard Carlson was in a Demi Fishy monster classic released the year after this movie, 1954. <laughs> Name that film. Thank I don't you. know much about fish movies. How about Demi Fishy no. movies? I think Shape of Water Richard about a Carlson, compass is in 54. Starred in a... Is it Gol- uh, Black Lagoon? Yeah. It's Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, there you go. Again, Will for the Will win. Will knocking him down. <laughs> All right, more early Not Hitchcock. suitable for children. <laughs> yeah, it's too Depends on the children. It's too what? <laughs> Intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, children. Everywhere. Um, the Manx Man. Another silent from Alfred Hitchcock. Um, so if you're a Manx Man, you're from the Isle of Man. Okay. Which is off the British Isles. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Isle of Man is haunted by a black dog named Moddy Doo. Fact. Okay. Okay. Uh, which 2019 horror doll film features a black dog known as Black Shuck? Ooh, one of the Annabelle films. 
Uh, Annabelle Creation. Annabelle the Awakening. Comes home. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if you like that one. <laughs> it's a silent film, <laughs> so you know. I like Hitchcock, film. so. Yeah, it might it, be interesting to see where he comes from. You should see what he does with silent okay. films. If, you know, this is important for you going off to film school. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Another double bill for you. The Mummy Shroud and Plague of the Zombies. Hmm. Plague of the Zombies seems redundant is all. Yeah, it's not really a plague, is it? They they kind of work a tin mine. Just seems uh, inherent yeah. that it's like kind of a plague mentality. But it is a good zombie movie. Mid-60s. Um, right, I got uh, three questions of this because it's a double bill. Hammer made four mummy movies, this 1967 one, Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, 1964, mm-hmm. and Blood from the Mummy's Tomb, mm-hmm. 1971. What was the first Mm, the Curse of the Mummy. No. What were the three? They made four mummy four. movies. 1967's oh. The Mummy Shroud, Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, 1964, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb, 1971. What was the name of the first Hammer? The Mummy. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you beat me to the punch nice. on that one. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's too easy. It's too simple. It's uh, The Mummy. Yeah, other questions were uh, Plague of the Zombies was shot back to back with a hammer horror set in Cornwall. What was it? Uh, oh, um, Children of the Damned? No, Reptile. Oh. And uh, Plague of the Zombies was the second zombie film set in Cornwall. What was the first? Uh, Dr. Blood's Coffin. Okay, don't know that one. I mean, I know the title, I don't know the movie. At, at the time, Hammer Studios would uh, they'd shoot two movies in the same location, so they'd build the. <laughs> they could use the yeah, same location both and then they'd take one of those movies and pair it with a, one from another shoot so you never noticed yeah. um, alright then there's a single edition of Plague of the Zombies um, Andre Morel starred in a giant sea monster film of 1957 which also has scenes in Cornwall name that giant sea monster movie this is that one from Reptilicus no 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 this Young is- Gary this no, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, it's not younger. So, so we've already had the, had the answer, basically. Yeah. Okay. Behemoth. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> giant behemoth. There you it go. was from that round of giant questions. Giant behemoth. The giant behemoth. Not the little behemoth. <laughs> uh, I'll give away this one. The it's littlest behemoth. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is Rick. Uh, Tristana Medeiros de Souza is played by Javier Botet, a very skinny actor who also played skinny creatures in other horror films, including a Chewing the Scenery favourite from 2017. Name that film. Mummy? Yes. <laughs> My favourite film? Yes. <laughs> Fuck Mummy 2017. Fuck Mummy 2017. All right, more early Hitchcock. The Skin Game. Alfred Hitchcock later directed a film based on a true story about someone who had his own ideas about a skin game. Name that film. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We kind of said it at the same time, but go ahead. All right. Can trade or off. you can borrow and give it to me when you're done or whatever. Yeah. I know. Am I borrowing this one? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Cool. All right. right. Thank you. Here's another doozy. This is a it's a TV movie, but it's a John Carpenter TV movie. Oh yeah. Someone's watching me. It's a good song. Rockwell. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian Barbeau starred in a monster movie about a semi-aquatic fellow. Dressed, directed by Wes Craven. Name that film. Semi-aquatic fellow. Directed by Wes Craven. I don't know. Uh, Starring Adrian Barbeau. 
Okay. What? Adrian Barbeau starred in a monster movie about a semi-aquatic fellow directed by Wes Craven. Name that film. Um, you know Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I cannot yeah. think of any f- semi-aquatic Wes uh, Craven films. Think, uh, think DC characters. <gasps> Swamp Thing! There you go. Yeah, well... All right, the other question is. I forgot were, that uh, Wes Craven had anything to do with Swamp oh, Thing. Nice. Yeah. Adrian so Barbo starred in a horror movie where she meets a monster in a box. Name that film. Oh, uh, uh, that is uh, Creepshow. Yep. And uh, Adrian Barbo didn't appear in another monster movie because this time she was in the box. Name that movie. Ooh. She didn't appear in it. Hmm. Because this time she was in the box. I'm still thinking about Fluffy. Uh,. Same time period. Right, right. Um, she, uh, that wouldn't be The Cell. That wouldn't be Boxing Helena. No. no. She was I, the voice of the computer. Oh. oh. What was it? I, uh, the I Thing. Don't know. The Thing. That's the... All right, The Terminator. All right. <laughs> All right. This movie has more than enough sequels, and James Cameron had already swum in the sea of sequels. What was that fishy sequel he directed? Too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Terminator. All right. It's got, Early science it's got fiction. Bill Paxton in it. Uh, Things to Come, the 1930s version. Uh, Raymond Massey played a man who looked like Boris Karloff in what horror comedy released in 1944? Hmm. It's not. Check out those costumes. Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, is it? No. Can't think of a. Raymond horror. Massey played a man who looked like Boris Karloff in what horror comedy released in 1944? Is this a train? It's a sort of a burrowing machine. Hmm. Looks like a train. Vehicle <laughs> yeah. train. Does it burrow through rocks? Yes, early 30s films. Jeez, I don't know this one. Um, Arsenic and Old Lace. That's one of those classics I've never seen. Uh, I've seen it. All right, then, bonus question. Who played the man who looked like Boris Karloff in the Broadway version of Arsenic and Old Lace? Um, Henry Fonda. Steve Gutenberg. (laughs) I think I was closer. (laughs) No, it was Boris Karloff. I played himself. Yeah, <laughs> he plays awesome. a man, that, and people in the play say, "You look like Boris Karloff." Oh, that's great! All right, now I guess that it's like I resemble that remark. Uh, Time Machine, the nineteen sixty version. More H. G. Wells goodness. This is one of those films I had to stop watching when I was a kid because it gets really scary. <laughs> uh, stars Rod Taylor and Yvette Mimieux. They appeared in another film together in nineteen sixty eight called Dark of the Sun. And its poster was the first to feature a tool which became infamous six years later in one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Name that tool. Hmm. It was the first movie poster to ever feature this tool which became famous. Chainsaw. Yep. Oh. There we are. Nice. All right. Thank you. Here's another Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall classic. To have and have not is the movie that teaches you how to whistle. Mm. 
Humphrey Bogart's only horror movie sounds like a sequel to Doctor X, 1932, but it's not really. Name this 1939 film. The Return of Doctor X. <laughs> That's really it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want this? Sure. I mean, I'll watch it at some point in time. But a Bogart. I know you love McCall. the old. I know you love the old Bogart stuff. All right, almost at the end. Uh, Ulysses. It's the 1954 version. Mm -hmm. In 1977, Kirk Douglas was in another Italian mythological film, this time based on the Book of Revelation. Name that flick. In 1977? Yep. And again, you've got a choice of three different titles, and they're just the English language ones. Hmm. Based on the Book of Revelation. So it's kind of like the omen. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what was he in. Did you say Kirk Douglas? Yep. Okay. Not Kirk. Michael Douglas. Right. Jeez. Um, hmm. Well, what came out around the same time as The Omen? The, uh, the Exorcist movies were popular. The Omen. Uh, seventh Sign kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. Will, do you give up? I got Ziggy, do you got nope. any guesses? Nope. Okay, so uh, it's called The Chosen. Oh. oh! It was called Holocaust 2000, and it was called Reign of Fire. See, Chosen, I would not have thought of that one. All right, this is Un Flick, Jean-Pierre Melville film. Okay. Uh, Catherine Deneuve played Carole Ledoux in which 1965 film about a woman stuck in a flat? Elevator to the Gallows. No. <laughs> um, Doesn't sound exciting, but it is awesome. All right, um, I'll give you the director, Roman Polanski. Hmm, problematic Roman Polanski. <laughs> 1965? Yep. Yeah. Woman Stuck in a Flat, Catherine Deneuve. Is it a French film? Or is well, it? it's set in London. Okay. But hmm. it, and it's directed by a Polish person. Right. Yeah. So it stars a French woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just kind of wondering, like, what's the country of origin? European. Yeah. I cannot think of it. I don't think I know it. Repulsion. Have you heard of that one? Yes. You should have gotten. You'll probably be seeing it in film school. <laughs> Dirty money. All right. How about this? Uh, Catherine Deneuve hung out in a New York apartment with David Bowie in which 1983. The Hunger. Yeah. There you go. All right, a uh, bit of more uh, Eastern European mystical stuff. Valerie in A Week of Wonders. Valerie is played by Yaroslava Shalarova. In 1976, she starred in another Czech fantasy, A Semi-Fishy Tale, based on a story by Hans Christian Andersen. Why do you have so many fish um, movies? Little Mermaid? I'm just getting onto it. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mermaid, yeah, there you go. It's got the private... Schoolgirls, you got the fish? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> we right. can merge those two. <laughs> Mermaids with Maybe they're plaid skirts. Maybe school. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this is a double bill. Werewolf of London and She-Wolf of London. Ooh, nice. So there's two questions. Dr. Yagami is played by Warner Oland, who is known for playing another learned Asian character. Who is that character? Charlie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> In the Warren Zevon song, Wolves of London, mm -hmm. the hairy-handed gent runs amok in which English county? Oh, uh, goodness. I don't remember that from the lyrics. Um, 
Can we just guess a county? Yep. Hairy handed gent who ran Kent. luck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, it's <laughs> like like to rhyme with it's something. Rhyme. All right, that's it. Well done, Will. Well, yeah, thank you. Will. Wow. Good showing there from Ziggy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this isn't mine. I'm borrowing this. Yeah. But still. But it, it's a fantastic yeah. film you have to see. Well, Jolien, thank you for hosting uh, another quiz giveaway here. That's yes, great. Yes, thank you right. very much. Yeah, I thank. will hide the Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no that's sees not it. allowed in your house. Not allowed any Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> sh- we, we, uh, it looks like we're on the, uh, the other side of another episode. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No. It's been uh, great doing six years of this. Uh, I don't know how many more we'll do, but... Uh, how much better could we get? Um, <laughs> you know, six more years, it may be polished. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that uh, if it is, it's not, you know... In a Almost bad. listenable. Yeah. We we want to enjoy our podcast obscurity on some level, right? Yeah. yeah we're, we're more of a, a garage band than we are a stadium band. Yeah. We'll be sellouts. Yeah. We don't want to be sellouts. Point. So that's it. Buying in. Uh, next time we do this, we're, we're going to be getting dangerously close to Halloween, right? Dangerously close. Have we... Um, I don't know how time is passing. Do we know who's picking the next movie? Uh, we're Cap doing Cat People. We're doing Cat we're People doing next. Cat I want people. us to do the Sinisters. I think we should do Sinister 1 and 2 because Ooh. those are good. Okay. But I also... Okay. I don't know. I'm just assuming I'm coming back on. Yeah, sure. well, <laughs> yeah definitely. Until they kick you out of uh, the mainland, then mm-hmm. you should just keep joining us yeah um i feel like at some point we need to do um halloween three season of the witch because we never covered it yes okay, okay. does uh, that mean i have to watch halloween two no no not okay. really because okay. it has halloween three is not related okay. to it anything has else all to do with the- <laughs> okay because after i watched all the friday 13th i'm a little hesitant to get into slasher series oh yeah <laughs> So um, we're going to do Cat People next time, mm-hmm. and then we'll decide after that. Like, we don't even really know for sure whose turn it is right now, because we just had to do Candyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jolien's picking Cat People. So wherever we go from there... We can I don't, make it mine. We're doing yeah. Sinister 1 and 2. Sinister 1 and 2. Okay, we're going to do the Sinisters. <laughs> you scared me for a second. I was like, the Sinisters? Oh, is that some terrible Netflix series? With a bunch of tweens and teens? <laughs> no, they're good. Sounds like a really Sounds good, good. do group. Yeah, yeah the Sinisters. The Sinisters. Yeah. Band name? Yeah. Yeah, it's like creepy doo-wop. <laughs> the Sinisters and the Gay Lords of Darkness <laughs> on a double bill. <laughs> right? Uh, they're all just derivative of the cramps, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, let's call it a show. It's Listeners, a show. it's a show. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, something about Candyman? Uh, Candyman? Did he have a catchphrase? Did he have a catchphrase? you say it four times the, and then end it? The Candyman. Uh, candy 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 love makes the world taste candy Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>